You're listening to another episode of Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. <laughs> Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. I'm John. And I'm Scott. This is episode 270, Scott, 270. That's right, John, 270. What a big episode. And we're back after uh, not yeah. even a week. I think it's less than a week, yeah. right? Because we did last show was a Wednesday, <laughs> and this show is a Tuesday. Which was the day before Valentine's Day. Yes, that's right. You know how right. I know? How do you know that? I'll tell you in a minute. Because you looked at the calendar? No. So I, well, I have to fill a minute? Because I can fill a minute. You want me to fill a minute? Why? So I'm leaving the house today yeah. and uh, heading over here for the podcast. And my wife tells me, how many podcasts have we done in 2013, John? This is our uh, second one. Second right? one. Yeah, our number, second one. Number two. In 2013, she says, I am so over the podcast. When are you going to stop the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't done one in eight weeks. <laughs> I am so over it. Already, no, I'm so over it. <laughs> why? Why is she so harsh? Why? So that's it, huh? Know. We're done. <laughs> no, not at no. all. No, no way, She's man. Just busting your balls. How many? We've been doing it eight years. Eight more. Are you man. serious? Eight years? Has it been that long? It maybe even nine. When did we start? Two thousand four. Yeah. So we're going on ten years. Fucking <laughs> A. Are you kidding me? No. Oh my God. Remember? It was September two thousand four, right? <laughs> Something like that. I thought it was March. Oh, maybe it was March. <laughs> oh man. Wow. No doubt. Oh, that's crazy. We're gonna have to dig up some old stuff, man, from the early days. Yeah, from the early days. With the air conditioner in the background. In the studio. Yeah. When we were a little, uh, we could be a little more high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little more. <laughs> right. I, I swear to God, dude, if I could get the, enough dough scraped together to do my studio in the garage, that's where we're going to be doing it. Nice. You know, I mean, we'll have to look at each other. Oh, the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. What is wrong with you, man? What What is up with that? Unbelievable. Uh, you know, my daughter, uh, she I'm took me gay. shopping. Yeah. Well, I took her <laughs> she shopping. took you shopping. But we ended up at Lucky Brand, right? So she yeah. picks a bunch of clothes out for me. And I, I saw, I see those pants you're wearing. Yeah, nice. You turn, oh, my God. Soon you're going to be wearing the V-necks and... Oh, I got some of those. Doing your hair like Justin Bieber. <laughs> I don't have hair, Oh, man. my God. So, um... You're so metrosexual, Scott. You're going to be 50. I know. So, earlier this year, I don't know, maybe... Uh, Sometime between the time we did the last show, we went shopping, and she picked out some clothes for me, and she's like, oh, Dad, that's you got to get these clothes. Yeah, these so skinny I get the clothes. jeans. I get home, and I try them on. She <laughs> looks at me. She's like, you look so gay. <laughs> <laughs> so oh my we God. go shopping I'm again. Gay. And I'm gay. I'm gay. She had a bunch of gift cards from Christmas, so we're running around. I'm like, hey, I want to stop at this place. So we stop in. Uh, because uh, the place I work at, we went jeans all the time. 
Yeah. It used to be jeans only on Friday. Now it's all the time. Yeah. So I need more jeans. So we grabbed some jeans, and she's grabbed me some shirts. And some of them I like, and some of them like, I don't know about this shirt. And, you know, the sales ladies, they're yeah. like, oh, that shirt looks yeah. so good on you. Oh, so my God. good. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you're not sure if it's a lady because she's got a deep voice. That's so good on you. So I buy all these clothes. But I'm thinking to myself, am I going to get home and then uh, I'll put them on and Emma will see me at home? Like, if she sees me at a, at a, a lucky brand, <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. But then when she sees me... As a father at home, yeah. Then she's she'll be like, "Oh, that's so gay." Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. I haven't uh, I haven't put any on yet. I'm I'm considering just taking them all back. But um, Emma does question my sexuality. She thinks that I might be gay. I don't understand that. What? I don't know. I don't either. Well, I think that's your wife. Uh, it could little be. Influence it could there. be a little influence from the wife. But if we're watching a movie or something, and they, they're talking about Ryan Gosling, I'll yeah, these looks very good there. <laughs> and I'll make comments, and I'm not. I'm secure in my masculinity, John. Is what yeah. I'm saying. And I and if I see an attractive man, I can say that's an attractive man. Right. And somehow that turns into that I I might be bisexual. Or I might be gay. Um, so, there's one thing I can tell my daughter that would clear the whole thing up, but I can't tell my daughter because it would be too inappropriate. I wish I knew how to quit you. <laughs> <laughs> so I told her, when you're 18, I'll tell you. And then... Well, what would be that? What would... What, it's what, a very simple uh, statement. How does it clear it up? It clears the whole thing up. I mean, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. <laughs> I don't I, I should know this. The word. I, it's four words. Four words to clear the whole thing up. I'm gay. What is the requirement <laughs> of being gay, John? What is one of the requirements? Well, that's four words right there. I'm gay. <laughs> I'm a gay. I am a gay. What is the requirement of being gay if you're a male? Oh, I don't know. I, what do you mean? You, it's a very basic requirement. You gotta have that ass. If, no, no. If you're if you're putting requirements together for a homosexual, what's the very first, what's the top the priority requirement? I don't know. I I don't study it. <laughs> Apparently, you do. I, <laughs> if you're going to be a male homosexual, the requirement is you have to love cock. More specifically, other people's cock. Oh, right? I see. Yeah. I do not love cock, John. I feel it rolling inside me. All right. <laughs> Musical interlude. Was it getting too gay for you? You yeah. had to play something? Yeah, I had to play <clears throat> something hard. <laughs> <laughs> So, John, I just came from Emma's track meet. She's on the track team. Oh. These track meets take a really, really long time. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. Oh, you, you haven't <laughs> gone to a gymnastics meet where your daughter's like th- 30 seconds and then you got to sit through another hour before she goes on to the next event. It's very similar to track. Emma did a um, a 220 
in, I think, just over 30 seconds. She did a 2.20, and then she sat for, I don't know how long. And then she did a, oh no, the 2.20 was the very last event. So she did a relay early on, and then a 2.20, and there was like an hour and a half in between. But I got to run over and watch a little bit of uh, the freshman and sophomore basketball, uh, Maine South, taking on um, North, North, <laughs> North, no, yeah, North, North Central, something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. All right, but um, so this is the first time I've seen my daughter run before. This is the first time I've seen her run an individual event, the two hundred and twenty. Yeah. So she she has to run by me once and then she finishes right by me so i'm right by the finish line right yeah so she's running by me i'm like go emma shut up dad why she's running yeah while she's running i'm like what oh man (laughs) what is that what's no doubt man all right, you need to set some rules, man. Well, I, You're I not said, a pal. Hey, You're dad. What? What? What's going on? I, I'm cheering re- you disrespectful. on. Disrespectful, dad. You were right up in my face, and you broke my concentration. Well, you had enough concentration to yell at me. How is that even possible? You should be sucking air. You should be uh, running so hard that you can't even speak, but you're yelling at me. I said, I, I won't yell anymore. How about that? Matter of fact, I won't even come to your yeah, how meet. about that? How about that? Well, she, she, I said, well, how do you want to, uh, how am I supposed to motivate you? Do I yell Ryan Gosling's at the finish line? What do I yell? Don't yell my name. <laughs> they yell somebody else's name. <laughs> the person who does not want me to call her by her name. Get your ass moving. Yeah. So, and then she's got, uh... How did that feel? That touch yeah, like, you deep? Well, I was like, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> uh, I, I don't get it. I just don't get kids today. No, it's not that. It, I'll tell you what it is, Scott. Yeah. You've been too, you too, you're too much of a friend to your kids. See, yeah, but your see, daughter. You know, I was thinking about that Which after is cool, last show. you know, which is cool, but no, at I some point... That. You know, then then they get a little disrespectful, and then they think they can push that a little further, and uh, you know, and then we'll see what happens. Yeah, but you know, I was thinking about that after last show uh, when you kind of reprimanded me uh, for my my taste in music and for letting my daughter listen to that. Scott, go to your room, (laughs) and. The, the only thing I can think of is I really, I when I grew up, I didn't have, um, like, I grew up in my grandmother and grandfather's house, so my grandfather was kind of a father figure, but then when I was five, my mother had bought her own house, Yeah, and then I she worked all the time, so I never really saw her, and then uh, when I was like eight, she went four to midnight, so I'd go to school, and she'd go to work, and I'd see her on the weekends, and it was more like we were roommates than anything. Yeah. So I never really had... Um, the structure. Any type of structure. Yeah. And I is that how you learn how to be a parent? You know, I don't know. I, I didn't, when I didn't Emma, have it either, but I had like friends who had parents that 
um, I hated them because they were so strict, and I'd make fun of them and and say, "Yeah, your your parents aren't cool, man. They won't let you do this. I can stay out till 10. Well, that's because our parents love us. That's what they would say to me. <laughs> so when I got older, um, I started thinking about, wow, do I want my kids doing like I did? No. <laughs> so I'm going to like take the hard line and start kind of doing some of the stuff that my friend's parents did. And some of them turned out pretty decent, you know? I don't know. I mean, I can't judge anybody else, but it's just sometimes I could tell like when we're being too friendly with our kids, my son would start pushing that line like he could just do whatever he wants and be a smart ass all the time, like in front of other adults. I told you that story where he did the yap, yap, yap hand next to me while I was... And uh, that's when I laid down the law. I said, don't you ever disrespect me, your mother, or an adult like that ever again. And that kind of hit home, you know? Yeah. They're not going to hate you for it. Later on, when they have kids. Oh, no. (laughs) My kids do that stuff all the time, and I I do... um Reprimand them, but you, do you do you that little giggle of yours before? No. You, hey, hey, <laughs> there's no giggling. In fact, no um, when I get in those types of moods, um, my wife talks to me about it because I scare the kids too much. That's okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine with that. That's good. Yeah. Um, because they they went too far and now they know it. Yeah. But uh, I remember when Emma was born, and like within 24 hours, they're like, okay, you could take her home. I'm like, well, is somebody going to come with us? And- <laughs> <laughs> where's, the, where's the PDF right. file? To- is somebody going to tell me how to do this? What? <laughs> I get to take it home? What? That's I'm what not said, ready for this. I said to my grandmother, I'm like, I don't know how to be a father or a parent. She says, nobody does. Oh, thanks for the advice. <laughs> It's just, you kind of do it, man. You just kind of like, uh, it's funny. You buy books and you read them. And then I started reading some of these books. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? The time out, the this, the that. I was like, and even to this day, my wife has to remind me of certain things. Because, you know, I bitch about how she'll get up early in the morning, get all dressed and drive them to school. Nobody drove me to fucking school every day. I mean, they right. need a ride. She's there. She's she's riding, driving everybody. She's driving. She wants another car with a third seat in it so she could drive 13 people to school. <laughs> I'm like, that's it. The daughter's getting the license, and she's driving people to school. It's not that far. She's not going anywhere else with the car. <laughs> She can drive people to school. My daughter can walk to school, but she gets a ride from one of her friends every morning. And then after track, she's been calling me. And I'm like, "Ah, you know, it's going to take me 30 minutes. Why don't you just walk? It'll take you five. Yeah. Oh, no, I'll wait. Oh, all right. (laughs) But she, the reason she waits is because it's a whole social thing. Like, all the kids are waiting for rides. So it's like a social event. Um. Yeah, but when I was, just like you, I, I lived, at high school, I was like three and a half miles away. And I, w- I had to walk all the time. And for, 
swimming practice. We had to be at the pool at 5.30. Yeah. And I would have to get up at fucking 4. Yeah. To start walking in the winter. <laughs> to, start, to get to the right. pool. Right. And then I would, I remember, I would, so we'd have morning practice, and we'd have after school practice, and I'd, I would just be fucking exhausted. I'd call my mom. Hey, in, in the time, pay phones. There were yeah, no cell phones. No so cell I had phones. to bum a quarter for somebody. Yeah. Or I, I got my call one collect. quarter. I call my mom. Hey, is there any way you can give me a ride? No, dinner's on the table. Click. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> so if I want any type of a warm dinner, I got to start running right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Entitlement, Scott. Entitled. We've te- we've taught our kids to be bums. <laughs> Entitled. All right. Big baby liberals. Taught them to be Republicans. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say. I saw a post. Somebody said uh, a picture of Capitol Hill works seven months a year, and they call Americans lazy. Who's the fucking lazy ones? Yeah, and when they leave, they're they they they're yeah. set up for life. Yeah, fuckers, fucking cocksmokers. Fuck. Hey, another news, John. I joined Master Swimming. How about that? Yeah, is that like orcasis for old people? Or? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so I've been swimming with my son, and um, I've been doing like forty minutes. An hour. I know you look good, man. I, well, I don't know. You look kind of thin, actually. That's what my wife says. I'm I said too, you look a little gaunt. I'm too bony. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I've been working out uh, in the pool, and then I couple like last week I decided, well, let me time myself. I'm feeling really fucking good in yeah. the water, and I'm swimming times that I haven't swam in 20 years. Whoa! So I looked up uh, some master stuff, and it's cost like 40 bucks to join. I am now a master swimmer, but I'm independent, John. That means I'm not affiliated with anybody. Yeah. So uh, there's a so meet. So you think in Olympics, maybe? No, not at all. Oh. There's a meet in Elgin in May 18th. I'm targeting that meet. Wow. And I am going to swim, and I'm going to kick some ass and let the bidding wars begin for who, what club wants me on their team. Wow. Yeah. Nice. How about that? So that's exciting. So what I did today is I swam, um, I've been swimming freestyle, right? That's front crawl. Right. Uh, But when I swim in the meet, I'm going to be swimming individual medley, which is um, fly, back, breast, free, and butterfly. Those are my specialties, John. And maybe backstroke. (laughs) So today, for the first time in like... 15 years. You're good at the stroke. I swam some individual medley, and that's why I'm so goddamn exhausted. Yeah. I am exhausted. Right. See? You're not ready. I'm ready. I swam 10 uh, 100 IMs on the 230. And uh, here's what I don't get about you you're the laziest fucking guy I know. Uh, But you'll put out. Oh, thanks, John. Like, when it comes to exercise or basketball. You'll exert the shit out of yourself, but when it comes to unloading the equipment, oh, sorry, I'm late. Um, hey, come on yeah. now. First of uh, all, <laughs> you and my wife share the same sentiment. She makes the same observation. 
second of all, <laughs> could you cut the grass? There were oh, times. <laughs> there were times when I was late, and I apologize for that. But when I was there. I enjoy the heavy lifting. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Give the, you got to give that to me. Come well, on. Wow, you had those fucking giant silverback arms. <laughs> you could hug a speaker. Like, I could barely get my little ter- my T-Rex arms, as my daughters observed, uh, to grab the handles. You would wrap your arms around the whole speaker. I was yes. impressed. Although I could uh, clear, uh, clean and jerk. Uh, those speakers right up onto my shoulders, though. Man. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had that skill. Well, in addition, John, I'm also on a men's basketball team. I play with like these twenty uh, year olds. That's what I'm talking about. Year olds. That's what I'm talking about. You don't get paid for any of this stuff, and you're 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 but abusing your body. I'm not abusing my body. I was abusing my body when I was eating too much and not exercising. Oh, that's when I was abusing my body. Now I feel good. I'm a little exhausted. You just told me you're exhausted. Just because of this one workout, uh, and but I'm going to get better. You broke an better. ankle. Yeah, that's when I decided. Hey, I, I got a. The reason I broke the ankle and it was so severe is because I had forty <laughs> extra pounds on me. Oh God! <laughs> no, it had nothing to do with the exertion. The the guy I talked to that does MMA, he told me he got injured more playing football, basketball, baseball. Than any MMA fight he was ever in, except for the one where he got choked out. Right, you mentioned that last yeah. week. Yeah, I don't, I don't get injured playing basketball. I've broken my ankle three times, but it's the same ankle. That's why, it, so when it broke last time, I didn't come down on anybody's foot or anything. It just got lazy, and when I jumped up in the air, it just kind of fell to the side, and I came down <laughs> and dislocated it. <laughs> yeah. But I got a brace for that now, so... Although at this place I work at, they just put in a gym right down the hall from my office. Nice. But they don't have enough weight on the uh, Nautilus machine. They got this Universal, only 225 on there. But they have 75-pound dumbbells. So I asked the guy, could I put a 75-pound dumbbell across the weights so I can get a 300 bench out of it? And? Uh, no. <laughs> When's the last time you benched 300? I bench all my rods in the in the room over there. Your rods? Yeah. I got oh, on whatever, the is it 310 or 320, whatever all the rods are? I don't know. I don't think it's that much. Yeah, it is. I got the full set. On the bull flex? Yeah. I can bench it 10 times. Okay. You don't believe me? No. You want to sure. go? On the bull flex, sure. Yeah. On the bull flex. 350 free weight you can do 10 times? No, I don't think I'd I like could do 350. That. No. How much? 350? 300. Isn't that what you said? I said 300. Oh, 300. 225 and 75. 300. 300, man. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I could do 300. 300. 300. Yeah. I wonder what I could curl. Hey, we'll get this done. 150? Uh, you know, my daughter, uh, six months ago, she could not be seen with me. <laughs> now, she's like, hey, are we going to go work out? So I'm working out with my daughter. I'm working uh, out with my son. My son swims with me. It's awesome. Working out with the kids. Even get my wife out there every once in a while. Nice. How about uh, Valentine's Day? What'd you do for that? What'd I do? Um... Oh, I made reservations at Giacomo's in Mount Prospect. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, 
We've been there on your recommendation. Love that place. Yeah, you've you've gone uh, a couple times. No, just the once, and we closed it. And they're nice. really cool. Yeah, it's a family-owned place. So when they first opened up, is when we were we lived in Mont Prospect, and Emma was just an infant. We would go there. That was like the I think that's the first place we it's went. A little small. It's the first place we went when we took Emma out somewhere in public for the first time. We yeah. went to that place. Um, so we know the family. They have a daughter. She's I think she graduated college. When we first went there, she was 12 or something. So we know the family, and um, we went there for dinner on Valentine's and exchanged gifts, of course. And, of course, I got my gifts at the last minute. I stopped at Fannie Mae and got some chocolate and some chocolate-covered strawberries. And uh, what did I get? I got some gloves. Oh, and nice. Oh, I got a hat. You know the hats that I wear that we used yeah. to wear at the gigs? Yeah. Uh, my wife and uh, my family hates, well, my son likes them, but my daughter and my wife hate my hats. Yeah. Like my blue plaid one. That's right. It's you, my favorite You have hat. to sneak it out. What the hell's going go, on up there? I don't know. My daughter's always doing gymnastics. So my daughter and my wife decided to buy me, if, they're, if they have to look at a stupid hat like that on my head... <laughs> Then they picked out a hat. It's kind of like this brushed leather type of a hat. So they got me. Th- I got a hat like that. I love how you like sneak out with them too. When we we go somewhere and you wear your fucking hat, and we go to see the cheap trick or something, and then there's a picture and you're like, "Hey man, uh, can you delete that? Yeah, we look kind of gay, and uh, I'm not supposed to wear this hat." I never said that. Come on, man. I'm not you're allowed to wear this up. hat. This blue plaid hat. <laughs> That blue plaid one's my favorite, man. Uh, it looks good. Of course it does, man. I can pull it off. <laughs> so here's what happened on my Valentine's Day, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody at work is like, hey, you're not wearing red. I go, what the hell am I going to wear red for? What are you talking about? It's Valentine's Day. So what? Well, don't you get your wife like, like a watch or jewelry? or? No, we don't celebrate. It's a Hallmark holiday. So uh, I I leave work and I'm driving home and I call the wife. Hey, I'm on my way home. Oh, good. You know I'm practicing tonight. Yeah, yeah. I figured. And uh, I said, at your house? No, somewhere the, else. Somewhere else. And uh, she's like, uh, Oh, good. Well, that's good. I said, Yeah. I was talking to everybody at work. I, I had no idea it was Valentine's Day. And I was like, Yeah, I don't get anything on this day. It's it's a Hallmark holiday. She goes, you've been sending flowers to my work since we met. This is the first year I didn't get flowers. No. No, I don't. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you have. Uh, uh I, well, well, Kiko's, they didn't send me a reminder. <laughs> <laughs> it's their fault. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> Who? Kikos. Kikos are in Park Ridge, you dork. <laughs> uh, I'm like, uh, um, yeah, you got one. It's in the Comcast account. I, oh, I never look at that account. I, I did. What? She goes, that's okay. My son will be my Valentine tonight. We're going out to dinner. Uh, oh, uh, you want me to cancel practice? I. 
Oh, shit. I, uh... No, that's okay. And then after dinner, you know what I'm doing? I'm taking him to Hallmark to buy me a card. Oh, shit. Here's you know how women are with cards. <laughs> Here's what I would have said to get out of it. <clears throat> Honey. Every day. <laughs> Here we go. Every day with you is Valentine's Day. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, then I'd wake up with a knife in my neck. There's no. <laughs> She'd be like, what are you, Scott? <laughs> All I offer you is it's understanding. understanding. <laughs> so wait a minute. To summarize, you completely forgot it was <laughs> Valentine's Day. Forgot. You scheduled practice and you didn't order flowers? <laughs> I didn't even get a card or nothing. <laughs> so I hung up with her and I just slam on the brakes and make a hard left right into Dominic's. And I run in there. And I get to the card section, and you know, like in the movies when you like run 20 there, twenty other guys there. No, I run there, and there's two other guys, and they're like they're craning their neck to look at one card, and there's like newspaper falling from the sky, like all the cards got ripped away, and the Valentine's Day sign is like <laughs> just hanging there, and there's tumbleweeds, there's nothing, there's one card and it's like a little bent and i go oh that's a good one i grab that one what happened to <laughs> making no, a card there's no envelope so, so i go over to like the birthday envelopes and i start stealing one of them matching them up no that's blue that's not valentine oh here's a red one and i match it up okay it'll fit in there and then i i'm like oh shit i gotta get ones from the kids luckily enough there's two cards left each one of them, you open it up and the head jumps around and it plays music. These will work. I grab two dozen roses, a dozen white, a dozen red. Uh, I don't think I grabbed candy. I don't know what I did. I shoot home. She's not home yet. So I set it all up on the table. Two bath. I put the card out. And, um, and I text my kids. I'm like, okay. Your cards are under Nathan's pillow. As soon as you get home, sign them and give them to your mom. So I go to practice. I come back. I'm like, oh, it was a great practice. She's like, you didn't open up your card. I go, what card? I didn't see a card. I le- Did you come in the back door? I said, yeah, I did. And you left it open, didn't you? I go, yeah, I did. Yeah, sorry. I was yelling at our son because I thought he left it open. And you walked past at my card like five times. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, where is it? It's on the coffee table. She, she's all pissed off. <laughs> Did, didn't you see the flowers I got? Yeah, I saw the flowers that you got me after. I talked to you. Talked to you on the phone. So I go in. <laughs> there's a there's a card, and it says "Happy Valentine's Day," she, and it's all scribbled out. And then my name is written underneath, like she started writing somebody else's name. <laughs> Frank. <laughs> and there was a little box with a cupcake from Morning Fields, and uh, a little box of chocolates. I'm like, yeah, thank you, honey. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I fucked it up. 
Big time. Sounds like it. You know, you told the story on the podcast uh, before about making a card. Yeah. Was it for Valentine's Day or was no, it No, it was else? a birthday. Birthday. Why didn't you make a Valentine's card? Dude, I didn't have time. I had to get to band practice. <laughs> yeah, well, here, I got an idea for you. Here's what you do next time. You, have, you forget about this. You got to make a card. I got the card idea to make. Ready? Are you yeah. ready? On the front of it, you draw a little cartoon character and you say, Be my Valentine. It will not suck. And then you open the card, and then you just write, itself. <laughs> what? You fucking idiot. Would put a hole in it? So what is it? What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> You're brainstorming. That's even a better idea. I love that idea. And just poke it through? Right. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Again, knife and neck when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> Thanks for your marital advice, Scott. I'll be sure to use it. <laughs> it hey. won't suck. Hey. Itself. I'm going on 16 years, my man. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing something right. You sure are. <laughs> oh, my God. Punch me in the fucking face. <laughs> All right, John. Uh, Friday, Fat Mustards. You missed Fat yeah. Mustards. Mustard? Yeah, yeah. Mustards. Mustard. <laughs> I got big news, you John. Got the jewels. Big news about yeah. this Friday. Whoa. What? TP is coming down uh, in the neighborhood. Whoa. And he's going to be at Fat Mustard. He's not going to make it. There's going to be a fucking ice storm. Is there? That's, dude, man. Dude, man. Really? Yeah. No, it's going like to be like 40 dang, on Friday. Dangerous. What? It's going to be wintry mix Friday. All right. Well, well, well here's what they say. Uh, Thursday night, snow before 3 a.m., then snow likely possibly mixed with freezing drizzle low around 26. Wind around 50 miles per hour. Gusts of 25 miles per hour. Chance of participate. Parti- par. Per <laughs> precipitation, a hundred percent, a chance of snow and freezing drizzle on Friday before noon. Then a chance of drizzle and snow, mostly cloudy, and it's probably going to be a north. So uh, you know how fine. it is. Oh, dude, the last time remember we it started snowing or raining or something. Uh, I gotta go, man. Um, yeah, I gotta He's get got out of here. Day off. I gotta get out of here. Before the snow. I, I got to get out of here. I told him to go to my house. Oh. Because I didn't want to give him directions to Fat Mustard. So he'd be driving around forever. <laughs> so I, figured, I thought he went there before. Did He's he? Been, yeah. yeah. I think I drove him, though. No, he left from there because of the storm. Oh, was that then? That was the storm of the century. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got that going on this Friday. TP showing up. Dude, Chicago up three to one against Vancouver. Bulls are up too. Uh, the reason he's coming down is because he has a laptop now, John. Did you know that? Oh. Within the no. last six months, TP him? is online. Yeah, let's give him a call. Should we give him a call? Yeah, why not? See if he's home. And <clears throat> he has a virus. <laughs> so he needs me to fix his virus. <laughs> so he's bringing his laptop down. I said, "Come to my, be at my house at one o'clock, and then we'll drive over to there to the fat mustard there, and have some lunch." So we got that to look forward to. Nice. Here we go. 
Colin TP. 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 He's probably at home deep. Yeah. He's probably working tonight, working hard. <laughs> you think he has voicemail? Is he a voicemail? Goddamn phone. Hello? Hey! hey. TP, what's happening, man? What's up? What's up? Yo. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> Are you, what, did you have to work today? Yeah, I'm sl- I was like dozing off. You were dozing off. Hey, well, we woke you up. Dude, the Bulls some, are on. The Hawks the Bulls, are on. The Hawks are going to be uh, uh, making history tonight. Yeah. You're not watching the Hawks? Come on. Hey, man. I don't want to be on your, your, your garage show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, the reason I called, Friday. You're coming down yes. Friday, right? Yeah, if, it, if we don't get hit by a blizzard. Oh, see, you know, what I tell you? You're right, John. What I tell you? I wasn't aware of the weather conditions, and so, John said Tony, Tony's not going to come yeah. because there's going to be uh, bad weather. I called it, man. I could have won it in Vegas. Hey, last time you came, remember? It's it, was it a snowstorm or like a thunderstorm? Yeah, yeah, and then it, then it turned into snow, and it was like it took me three hours to get home. <laughs> it took you three hours? You're kidding me! Three oh, of them. <laughs> t- yeah, I told you he's hey. gonna be like, "What the fuck? I'm not coming down there." Freezing drizzle, and it could take me three hours. Hey, I was out to lunch. With this Italian guy today. And I said, hey, when you got the meat in the sauce, you call it gravy? He says, no. Only fucking idiots call it gravy. <laughs> what do you say to that, TP? I say that's bullshit. <laughs> he says that's not authentic. That's Italian-American. They call it gravy. Authentic Italians would never call it gravy. That's ridiculous. Well, to me, it's gravy. Got it? <laughs> got it. Look. Listen. I got it. I got right. it. <laughs> Tired of hearing about your nuts, Scott. <laughs> oh, my God. So did, you, did you watch any of the Jordan stuff? A little bit. Did the 50-year thing? Oh, I got a good story about that. Yeah. I had to yeah. take my... Uh, wife's tahoe to get uh, washed at fuller's you ever go to a fuller's john yeah so i'm in there i i drop the car off they're vacuuming it they're wash it the whole deal and then the tv they have has espn on and espn was playing the top jordan moments from uh 30 to 21 so everybody in the place everybody in the place is watching this espn and i don't know how long it takes it takes like i don't know 10 minutes to play the top uh, twenty to thirty to twenty one mo- Jordan moments, and then it's over, and then we all kind of look around at each other, and we all walk out, and <laughs> all the cars are piled up, and all the Mexicans are like, "Hey, somebody come and pull these cars out of here! We got more cars we got to bring out." What's hey, wrong man, with you we're, doing, we're doing real work here, man. Yeah, so my car was just sitting there. The door was open. There was nobody there. There was all these cars lined up, and they didn't know where to pull the other cars because everybody in the place was watching 
the top 10, not the top yeah. 10, but these Jordan, they did the top 50 Jordan uh, yeah. plays or whatever. Yeah, it was very cool. That, it was very cool. That, that one game against New York, the one where they they, they blocked like three three shots and, and they won it three or four. I don't remember. Remember we were watching at your house. <laughs> I remember going over to your house to watch the... Uh, the playoffs. We watched a Knicks game over at your house. Oh, oh yeah. Remember <laughs> when he slams on Ewing? He just slammed yeah. over Ewing. Oh, that was And great. knocked him down. Well, he did like this, uh, he did this hesitation move where he faked uh, like he was going to uh, twist one way. Yeah. And he got around, I don't know if it was Starks or somebody. So he got around Starks, and then right. Ewing was in his way, and he just skied Skaboom! over Ewing. Yeah, right in his face. Yeah, that was... Well, here's the thing. I, that's why I can't watch basketball anymore. To me, it just it's not cool anymore without Jordan. It's, it's disgusting, to tell you the truth. What do you mean it's disgusting? <laughs> <laughs> all, all they have is just a bunch of fucking thugs. Yeah. Thugs? What do you mean thugs? LeBron well, James is very talented. He's very talented. He's not a thug. Kobe is not a yeah. thug. Pound cake. Chris fries. Paul is not a thug. When yeah. Jordan played, they had thugs. They had Charles Oakley. Who was the guy on uh, New York? Uh, Mason was that his name? That guy was a yeah. thug. How about Barkley? There was thugs back then. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason ESPN was doing the Jordan thing, because he turned 50 on Sunday. Isn't that right, TP? Yes, that's correct. That's right. I mean, Jordan, he was pretty cool for a black guy, right? He was all right. He transcended black for for TP, right? I, 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 met, I met him in 84. 84. When did I meet him? I met him in, when was he a rookie? 84? 84. Yeah, that's when I met him. We met him at the same what? time. I should have said, hey, you know my friend TP! <laughs> Yo! MJ! <laughs> that's when you used to wear that stupid stocking cap and... Who, TP? You, in those jack boots and your long raincoat. Oh, yeah. I was totally... I'd see at the beacon. I'm like, well, has that guy got uh, I was totally thrift shop. Is he going through chemo? Oh, no. that You saw me in the early 90s. Oh, the not, no. It, was, it had to be earlier than that. Maybe 89, 88. Was, I mean, no. 80, was, 90s. It was just the Flum Rummer days. <laughs> Flem Remmer, right on. You, you got to dig up that movie. Remember those stocking caps you used to wear? that online. The big long yeah. ones. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that you stand hang down by his ass. Yeah. And he'd sit on a stool at the beacon. What's up, man? What's up? I'm going to go for broke here. Uh, hey, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it. That's a line from uh, Ghostbusters. Man. I know, and you said it. I'm at gonna the go beacon. for broke, <laughs> and uh, then I went for broke, <laughs> and then you got a big ball across the side of your head, dog. Ah, uh, hey, I'm gonna go. For broke. <laughs> Come on, I didn't say like Popeye, man. Come on. 
<laughs> That's your Zach impression. That's not my impression. An impression of me. Ooh, olive oil. Sounds like some kind of lubricants. <laughs> well, listen, dudes, I have to go. What do you mean you got to go? Where are you going? What do you got to do? What, do you, what time do you got to be to work tomorrow? Early. How early? What's early? Noon? Seven. <sighs> Oh yeah, that's that's yeah, that's early. Yeah, they gotta get early. up at five. What do you do when you get up? Do you just like get up, shit, shower, shave, and then you're over there in a half hour? That's right. Nice. <laughs> shit, How's the kid? Good, good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, we'll have to have you over for a cookout. My son's uh, eighth grade graduation. Scott never comes yeah. over to anything we invite him to. That's you not know, true. I haven't gotten an invite. What do you mean? I, well, I invite you, and then you and Emma make fun of my guests the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking throw you out. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking goddamn Park Ridge. <laughs> if Howard Stern isn't there, you're cut off. <laughs> what? You don't even make any sense, TP. Come on. Reel it in. This, this Howard, what, you, you haven't heard Howard Stern lately? No, there? I haven't listened to him in five years. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you got to pay to listen to him now. Yeah, forget that. Yeah, right. And, and you don't have Skeens' uh, no. account anymore, right? I don't right? have account, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that. <laughs> hey, TP, see any good movies lately? Any recommendations? What did I see? Something uh, in the, like this millennium, not like uh, 1970. No, I, I haven't seen anything. <laughs> New? You haven't at, seen anything? At the, at the movie theaters, no. DVD. What do you got? What do you got for me? DVD. The Birds. <laughs> the birds that was like in the fucking 50s man the birds that's what you got that's right the birds he still got that on laser disc he's got the big laser beta what about candy goes to hollywood yeah. huh was yeah, that what, some movie whatever, whatever happened with that the laser disc that was like uh that lasted like a week that was like a fan that lasted for a week <laughs> Did Scott have that? He I had, had the that. laser yeah, disc. I did, yeah. 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 He had like nine nine or ten discs, and they, they were no good after a week. Didn't you get like free <laughs> one free month rent at 2T2 if you produced Song Remains the Same? That's right. On laser? I did. And I got a free... Uh, so that free month of rent paid for all of my... Uh, my one week of laser disc experimentation. Yes, that's true. But a better question is, John, what happened to the videotape of Candy Goes to Hollywood? Do you know, TP? Do you know what, what happened? The hell is that? So TP found his dad's porno collection, right? Nice. So he would bring over to my house. He'd bring over. Uh, we saw the China Sisters. We saw the classics. Debbie Does Dallas. Oh yeah. And then our favorite one of all time was Candy Goes to Hollywood. And they had all of these celebrity lookalikes. Like yeah. they had a Farrah Fawcett lookalike and a Johnny Carson lookalike. And they would bang each other. And it was Candy Goes to Hollywood. Hey, my little tiny 
and her agent was Johnny Door Opener, right? Johnny Door Opener. <laughs> you remember that, TP? So we tell TP. Ed the man. He would Ed the man, right? Ed the man. He would bring the movies over and we'd watch them, but he'd have to take them back home and, and put them right back where they were, right? So his dad didn't know. So after a while, we said, hey, Tony, bring over Candy Goes to Hollywood. We want to see that again. So he brings Candy Goes to Hollywood. We're so excited. We put it in. Candy Goes to Hollywood. The first 10 minutes of Candy Goes to Hollywood, right when she starts taking her clothes off, psycho <laughs> comes on. Somebody recorded them. Tony recorded <laughs> like the WGN version of psycho with the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Over candy goes to Hollywood. We're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> That's great. Oh well, I don't know what whatever happened to all of So then crap. we'd have to. Uh, I wonder if we can get that on eBay. Then we'd have. To, then after that, we had to watch the China Sisters, and they weren't even Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> you got ripped off. You got ripped off. It's hard to find Chinese back then. All right, dudes. I'll talk to you later. All right, All right TP. Any words on uh, Obama? How's he doing? Second term. Is he doing well? He's a dick. He's a I'll dick. Talk to you guys later. All right. Bye. All right. Later, later, TP. <laughs> yeah, TP. <laughs> Tony P, the TP, the tp -er. If weather uh, is good, he'll be right. here on Did Friday, Did I call John. it or what, man? <laughs> TP phones it in. <laughs> yeah, I watched that whole uh, uh, Michael Jordan thing, and I was like, man, I remember you coming over to my house because I had the big screen. Yeah, the TV took up half your living yeah. room. Yeah. The big 48-incher. And they, remember the playoff game? Yeah. He came over and then the OJ thing broke. And yeah, they broke right. from the playoff game to follow OJ's <laughs> blazer. We sat there like for hours watching that. Taking my wife's Librium and smoking dope and drinking. I don't remember that. Yeah, man. remember? No, I don't. Yeah. Really? We did that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Did we? I don't remember. I, don't know. I can't remember much shit from back then. Hey, we were adults, though. We were adults. That's and we were right. in our own home. That's right, in your own home, John. And you, and you lived like me two blocks away. Into your own home. Home. We, you lived like two blocks away. I did? Yeah. When? Hey, you were living there over on Scott Lane or something. Where did you live? I lived on Illinois. Oh, right. That's not two blocks. That's like two miles. It's not two miles. It is. It is Come on. Two miles. You got to cross Tui there. <laughs> yeah, that's two blocks from Tui. Yeah. It's two blocks. <laughs> two miles. <laughs> you could have walked to my house. You rode your bike over a couple of times. I did, yeah. Yeah. I did, yeah. Yeah. You bring Elvis. Yeah, bring the dog. Back in the day. So yeah. good times, yeah. So, uh, did you see any movies? I saw a movie. 
Movies. Uh, one, a uh, couple things before we get to movies. Jeez, oh, you know, yeah, you gotta derail me. <laughs> you don't share your itinerary with me. It's like Copernicus's four hundred. Yeah, I'm sorry, five hundred and fortieth birthday today. How about that, Copernicus? <laughs> he was the man, John. That's great. He right. was the man. Yeah. Do you know what he did? No. Tell me what he did. I don't know what he did. You don't know what Copernicus did? No. Copernicus <laughs> was the guy that said, "Hey, dudes." <laughs> <laughs> That's how he said it too. Right, he was like, "Hey, hey hold dudes, up here, dudes! The earth, look, the earth. Listen, the people who measure the earth. Yeah, it's not the center of the universe. That's right. The earth revolves people around the sun. Yeah, and it people didn't. It, this idea yeah. didn't just come to him. He, yeah, he was a mathematician, and he looked at the. Uh, they didn't have telescopes there, John. Right, they had to do it all uh, with the naked eye. Right. But he said, you know what? If we put the sun at the center of the solar system, this works out really nicely. It's very simple. It's very simple. How dare you? If you put the Earth at the center, then you got to come up with all these fancy mathematical tricks and all this bullshit. And he said, you know what, dudes? I think the sun is the center of the solar system. But because religion was the dominant uh, ideology at the time, and if you spoke out against that in any way, yeah. they would like cut your nuts off yeah. and burn you at the stake. He didn't publish, and somebody had to talk him into it's publishing over. Yeah. after he died. He said, hey, publish <laughs> this when I'm dead, because I don't want them religious fanatics to get a hold of me and cut my nuts off and burn me at the stake. And so then later, Galileo is the one with the telescope, that uh, was the first one that provided evidence for uh, Copernican's Copernicus's ideas. <laughs> Copernian. <laughs> <How about that? laughs> Copernian yeah. ideology. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's out of sight. Uh, how about that? Foreign, f- I'm sorry, 540th birthday. Right. 540 years ago, that great, great man uh, was born. Go ahead, John. What movie did you see? Oh, I went to see the um, the new Die Hard film. You did? A Good Day to Die Hard. And what did you think? Uh, it was good. I liked it. It was The story's horrible. Um, bad story. Bad story. <clears throat> well, the problem with the story was um, he's got this son, right? And in the first movie, I don't know how many kids he had in the first movie. He had the daughter. Well, no, in the very, very first oh, movie, very when there first. was a picture of his wife and kids in the background, um, uh, I can't remember how many were there were, but there were two little kids, and so yeah, uh, he's always had these two kids, and you never really hear about them until the last film, Lucy, shows up, and his daughter shows up in this film again as well. Uh, but this time they focus more on his son, who uh, is estranged from his father, who's never around. And uh, he finds out his, that his son is in a Russian prison. So he kind of just decides to go to Russia to break him out, basically. And that's kind of how the story is kind of far-fetched, the way he just like shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> Uh, They could have done that a little better. And then uh, Ebert kind of nailed it where he said that he never really, um, you know, he never really gets, you never really get that villain, good guy sense, that three-dimensional character that he always ends up being in a film. And they never work up the villain as well. Um, But 
as far as the action and explosions and and quality kills, oh, it's up there. I mean, I'd give it a four out of five just for that. That, but for the story part of it, it's pure entertainment. It's pure punch you in the face entertainment, especially in an ETX theater. And my wife's like, you know what? Well, let's take our son. He's playing all these violent video games anyway. As long as there's no nudity and and no sex and drugs. Well, it was rated R. Yeah, it was. I was surprised by that. Are the other ones rated R? Um, Well, it's rated R because they say fuck 11 times in the film. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What? (laughs) That's that's unbelievable to me. Because they say fuck. Yeah, 11 times. and uh, So our our show is rated R. Yeah. Our show is NC-17, right. probably. Right. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, it, you know, the PG-13s, they're vi- very violent, but you never see any blood. Like, you see people getting shot and dying. But this one, there's some, some good blood spraying and... Uh, Quality kills. Yeah. And, yeah. and fuck, is, it, it's mm-hmm. like, you don't have to... They really didn't have to throw those many fucks in there, except for maybe a yippee Kaye motherfucker. Right. And they bill this as yippee Kaye Mother Russia. <laughs> <laughs> but there is some pretty cool car uh, chase scene in the beginning. Um, the action is completely off the wall. I mean, it's just like totally implausible. They do a couple of nods to the original film. Um but it's just it's just a roller coaster ride. It's like you know when you you go for a roller coaster ride, you expect to be beat up a little bit and come out uh, a little wet. Uh, and that's what happens in this movie. It's ridiculous. The story blows, but the action is is there. The stupid one liners. Uh, he doesn't really. There's a scene where he kind of like bonds with his son, and it's like, yeah, that's not working too good. <clears throat> but uh, as a, like a buddy cop film, it, it probably could have passed better that way. Nice. So I would give it, uh, I'd say two and a half out of what I say, what do we say, four? Yeah. Two and a half out of four. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it like 16% approval. Um, Metacritic, I think was, or Rotten Tomatoes or something, did a 4.1 out of 10. Um, but uh, Cinema Score polls reported that average grade cinema goers gave the film a B plus. How about that? Uh, and and that audience skewed slightly male and older. And I asked my wife, "What'd you think?" She's like, "I liked it. It was pretty cool. It was the ETX man. We sat in that ETX uh, theater at uh, Randhurst, you know, mm-hmm. and." They have this new Dolby that they were advertising in the ETX, and <laughs> it rocks your balls, man. Uh, my son was saying, "God, Dad, I could." It's making me nauseous. nauseous. The bass, it's making me nauseous. So he really dug it. I mean, for him, that's like the ultimate. I can't wait. Now I'm like, well, other than. Uh, it's some chicken banged and and uh, Ellis doing blow in the first one. The rest is full of mfers here and there, maybe eleven of them. Right, but we always check like um, the um, Internet Movie Database for the parental part of it, and 
because my wife thinks my son should be is should be cool to see uh, Zero Dark Thirty, and I'm like, I don't know, man. That seems realistic. I, I it, a lot of these movies are really cartoon violence. Uh, the video games are very cartoon violence. Um, although they're starting to get really pretty, the video games are starting to get really spookily real. You know, I, I don't, don't know if you've seen him. Oh no, I don't do. You got to come stuff. over when he yeah. plays one, and you'll be like, "What the fuck?" You know, uh, looking through a scope and a headshot, and the way the body just falls to the ground. And well, speaking of that, I, I don't know. Uh, Dawn of the Dead. Weird. I remember seeing that at the midnight movie, uh, the original one, Dawn of the Dead, where they're at the shopping mall. Yeah, and there was a scene that I remember that when I saw it later on, I didn't. I didn't see the scene. I don't know if they cut it out or what, but it was a scene of through the scope and they would line up a zombie and blow his head off and then scope, scope to the next zombie and just blow heads off. And um, that was really uh, powerful for me. The original one? The original one. Yeah. Yeah. But then when I saw it later on, I don't know if I imagined the scene because the scene's not there anymore. Yeah. And I never, you know, invested. Well, I remember it. seeing it in the remake uh, with uh, Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames. Yeah. I never saw the remake. That's pretty funny. The guy would be uh, across the way, and he's he's uh, Ving Rhames would say uh, they'd yell out uh, Burt Reynolds, and they'd be looking at Burt Reynolds, a guy that looked kind of like Burt Reynolds with a big mustache mm-hmm. through binoculars, and a guy across the way would have a high-powered rifle with a scope and shoot him through the head, and you'd see it full screen, you know, because it's through binoculars, and you'd see a big chunk of his skull flying out. Right. I love that shit. I'm all over that, you know. Um, But it's, you know, so cartoony. The stuff that, like, uh, if you're looking at YouTube and you see a kid break his ankle on a skateboard... I can't watch that it, shit. It's, it makes you so queasy, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't. I don't watch that stuff because you know it's real. When it's the movie, see, my son has the same reaction. He knows when he sees something real, he just can't take it. But if it's something that's uh, in a movie or a video game, it's like, yeah, it doesn't bother him at if all. If it's tagged um, NSFL, I don't watch it. Not safe for work. Not safe Larry. for life. NSFL, not safe for life. I don't yeah. understand that. That means really. if you watch it, it's you're going to be you're going to be gonna think about this forever, for fucking lifetime. Oh. <laughs> you're not going to be able to get rid of this image. I clicked on one of those things, oh, and I'm God. like, I'll never fucking do that again. The one I clicked on was some guy who stuck a M80 in his mouth or something. Oh, oh not safe for picture. life. Yeah. Never click on a not safe for life. I can't do it. I won't do it. Oh, uh, me either. I got to edu- educate <laughs> <laughs> my kids on that. <laughs> not safe for life. No. Avoid it at all costs. All costs. Damn. <laughs> so, hey, if you f- so what do you think of this meteorite, man? Hold on, man. Let me talk about all movies. Right. Come oh, on, I man. We're talking about well, movies? Sorry. Sorry. Shh. 
shit. Jesus, you didn't tell me. You don't share your itinerary <laughs> with me. <laughs> you didn't share yours with me. Well, I, but I uh, still get along. Oh, I see. <laughs> I'm over this podcast, Scott. <laughs> Bullshit. I should be. It's a 10 years. I should be over it, right? That's what my wife was trying to convince me. Yeah. Skyfall, John. You've seen Skyfall. Yeah. I've seen Skyfall. We got the Skyfall DVD. My oh, wife yeah. cannot stop watching this. She has really? it on like 24-7. Oh, I can't wait to see it. I, I haven't... So the question she asked me, she said, I am so into this movie. Are other people into this movie? So instead of me running around work or running around wherever and saying, are you into this movie? Yeah. I'm just going to ask our audience. Is uh, She thinks Skyfall is one of the best movies she's ever seen. She cannot stop watching this movie. She could have it on, and it finishes, and she could start watching it again, and watch it again, and again, and again. Uh, So she's wondering if that's abnormal. Is there anybody else out there that could do that? I like the movie. I enjoy the movie. I don't know if I could watch it back to back, though. So, let me know. Women, I guess. The question is directed at women. In our audience. Yeah. Can you watch Skyfall over and over again? I think my wife would say yes. I think she she loved that movie. Um, you got Blu-ray? We got the Blu-ray and yeah. the digital copy, and uh, we get some copy online that we can download. Nice. Get this, John, in movie news, John, in movie news. Have you heard about this movie called Behind the Candrelabra? Is no. that how you say it? Candelabra? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, Blackhawks yeah. are about 13 minutes away. From making history from or tying uh, history? From tying, tying the history. NHL record. Okay. Yeah. Um, this movie, Behind the Candelabra, is about Liberace. Do you know who's in this movie, John? No. Michael Douglas is playing Liberace, oh, and my Matt God. Damon is playing Liberace's lover. Guess what the studios said about this movie, John? Guess what they said? No. It's I... too gay. This movie is too gay. <laughs> too gay. I want to go gay. see it now. I'm gay. Brokeback Mountain and Milk may have captivated audiences and swept you. award shows in recent years, but it seems Hollywood still has some reservations when it comes to portraying gay content on the big screen. So this is directed by Steven Soderbergh. Is that how you say his name? Soderbergh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the studios are not interested in Behind the Candelabra. <laughs> The Liberace biopic, which is now set to air on HBO. It's so biopic, Scott. What did I say? Biopic? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've made that mistake on this show like five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> biopic, not biopic. <laughs> it's not a medical procedure. So none of the studios would make this movie and release it uh, to the theater, so it's going to be on HBO. How about that? Yeah. Because it was too gay. (laughs) They went to everybody in town, and Um, everybody said it's too gay. So what? Have you seen Milk? No. Can you get gayer than Milk? I don't think so. Brokeback Mountain, John? Have you seen Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> no. I don't think you You've can get all those. I can't watch those movies. <laughs> I need explosions. Wait a minute. You, did, you didn't see Brokeback Mountain? No. You've never seen it? No. You've never seen Milk? I have never seen it. 
Oh, you got to see Milk just for Sean Penn's hey, did performance. You lose volume in your left ear. I um no, I did oh, not. Uh, maybe I'm having just a stroke. Just for Sean Penn's performance, and I talked about this when I reviewed Milk, yeah. however many years ago. It, it Sean Penn should win the Academy Award. Did he win for Milk? Probably. He should win it every fucking year because. <laughs> I don't think he convinced he's gay. you he was he gay. He convinced me he was completely <laughs> flaming gay in that movie. What a great Fl- performance. Flaming gay. Not just gay, flaming gay Sean Penn in that movie. Just wow. unbelievable performance. Yes. Um This is after Brokeback Mountain, by the way, which is not a funny movie. The studios <laughs> didn't know how to sell it. They were scared, John. So apparently there's some humor in this Liberace movie, and they didn't know what to do with it, so they said, fuck it, we're not going to invest in it, and they had to go to HBO. Wow. So look for that on HBO. Oh, John, how about that? Yeah. What else you got? Anus. Moving on, John. You were moving on to something else. I don't remember. You don't remember? No. I got another gay story. You want a gay story? Sure. (laughs) I don't know if you've heard this. Come on! Who docks? This is another gay... Let me get the link up. I'm I'm working on a new process, a new procedure for TTN content. Spit it out! It's it's not working out very well. Spit it out! Have you heard uh, any of this... Political. Oh, I was talking about the meteor, Scott. Earlier. Meteor. That's right. We'll yeah. get to that in science news, John. Right. One and one more gay story. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this. <laughs> <laughs> There's a pastor in Virginia. Hey, we love the gays. Mm. Don't get us wrong. Yeah, we love the gays. The uh, pastor in Virginia. He claims that he can cure the homosexual. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you know how? He just pulls it right out of your ass, no, right? It, what? No, it's close. No. John and Scott are a bunch of fag enabling fools. What? Um, well, let me let me just read this. The idea that a gay person could be cured of his or her homosexuality is not new. For centuries, doctors, therapists, and religious figures, I would think more so religious figures, yeah. have tried a wide variety of techniques from praying, and we know how well that works, to surgery to exorcism. <laughs> To convert men and women suffering from the same sex attraction. Uh, from the gayness. From the gayness. But this pastor uh, has claims a very high success rate. And you know how he does it? No. All you have to do... Let me see if I can find the detail here. Um, this is a repetitive therapy used by Raymond Bell, a pastor of the Cowboy Church of Virginia. <laughs> Would you go to a that church? Sounds kind of gay. Name the Cowboy Church of Virginia. <laughs> I'm going to the Cowboy Church of Virginia. What are you going to do there? I wish I knew how to quit you. <laughs> His sessions involve, get this, John, stroking horses. Oh, I heard about this, this guy. This can aid in the curing of maladies and addictions like homosexuality. Wow. EAP, they call it. I wonder what that stands for. So, uh, what part of the horse does they stroke? Can help any person who is living with the homosexual lifestyle or involved in it in any way. 
so like if if you're heterosexual but you watch homosexual porn, would that mean that you're involved yeah, I, in the? I, I don't. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out hard time. if I need to go stroke horses or yeah. not, right? But what part of the horse do you stroke? Uh, it's going to rid a gay person of their affliction, and it will make gay men more masculine. And that it is used to identify how a person got involved in homosexuality to begin with. For example, because of rape, abandonment, lacking a male role model, abuse, or having low self-esteem. All right, so right off, right off, right from the bat, John. Yeah, they have it all wrong. Uh, sure, those types of traumatic events can lead to somebody's sexual orientation. Yeah, but the majority of homosexual men and women have no choice in the fucking matter. It's genetics, John. Right. Right. They don't say where they need to stroke the horse. <laughs> I'm kind of upset by that. You think that they would have that kind of detail? I don't know. So what I want to know is if it works for gayness, yeah. right, would it work for smoking too? I would think so, right? <laughs> stroke a horse? Yeah, stroke no a, come and stroke a horse. You, work, you stop smoking. Or like uh, meth. You get off meth. Speaking of meth, I started watching Breaking Bad. Speaking of meth, season I started three. meth. <laughs> That's a great... Season three yeah. is really good. I'm really getting yeah. into Breaking Bad season three. I haven't had a chance to check it out. It's on Netflix, man. It's like it's free. Next, I know. It's like Next it's free, Flix. man. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, are you ready to go to science news already? No, yeah, not I yet. Some... I wanted to talk to about this uh, Mark Sanford guy. Who's he? Remember him? No. He's the former governor that uh, was went in the Appalachians or whatever, and he was actually in somewhere banging a chick in Argentina. Okay, and then he uh, he decided to stay in office even after they tried to kick him out. Uh, anyway, he says it's a uh, he's got this new ad out where he's running for Congress. And he's trying to rehabilitate his career after this huge scandal and hiking and, you know, using public money to say he's hiking in the Appalachians, but he's banging this Argentinian girl in Argentina. And now he's divorced his wife and he's he's uh, I don't know if he's marrying this chick or what. But he was using public funds to do it, and then he said, you know, God is, it'll forgive me for it. So he ended up staying in office, even after they wanted him out. Now he's running for Congress again. He's running for Congress for the first time. And uh, there's this guy who, um, I can't remember his name, uh, Martin Basher. On MSNBC, I listen to it when I'm driving around in my car. Uh, I listen to that, and I listen to CNBC, and I listen to Rush Limbaugh or whatever. And uh, he was talking about how this guy is asking for a second chance even after he was one of the assholes that tried to get Clinton impeached for the same thing. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm going to play this snippet, which is uh, Martin Basher and... And a little bit of this guy's ad running for Congress. Here it is. On the Appalachian Trail, but this was a lie. In fact, he was cheating on his wife with a mistress in Argentina. 
It then emerged that he'd used public funds for private use a year earlier, again with the same mistress. But despite this hat-trick of deception, adultery and the misuse of public funds, Mr Sanford refused to resign. He divorced his wife, completed his term, became engaged to his mistress, and now he says he's ready to serve South Carolina's first congressional district because he knows that God forgives sinners. <laughs> More recently, I've experienced how none of us go through life without mistakes. But in their wake, we can learn a lot about grace, a God of second chances, and be the better for it. In that light, I humbly step forward and ask for your help in changing Washington. Oh. Unfortunately, Mr. Samford appears not to believe that God's forgiveness extends to others, because when he was in the House, he voted for the impeachment of President Clinton following the Monica Lewinsky affair. De- yeah. So, <laughs> this fucking tool stick. God of second chances, Scott. Secondipity. Well, yeah, it works for me, right? Yeah. But not for Bill Clinton. Right. Because he doesn't believe in the same God. I'm a believer. Yeah, I'm a true believer. And then the other thing that's been going on is, uh, you remember our buddy McCain? Yeah, yeah, McCain, yeah. Uh, Good old... Is there anybody that's tired of paying $4 a buck, $4 a gallon for gasoline? Or how about this one? In case, I think you may have noticed that Senator Obama's supporters have been saying some pretty nasty things about Western Pennsylvania lately. Lately. And you know, I couldn't agree with them more. (laughs) I couldn't disagree with you. I couldn't agree with you more than the fact that Western Pennsylvania is the most patriotic, most uh, God-loving, most uh, most patriotic part of the country. country. Just throwing patriot, God, gun-loving, gay-hating, and you got him. Hook, line, and sinker. Uh, Be fucking believable. So anyways, he's uh, he's blocking this Chuck Hagel guy, right? And he's stuck up for this guy so many times. Uh, and I like this Senator Hagel. He's a he's a he's a uh, a Republican, but he's the old style. He's not a hawk. He's uh, against wars. He slammed Bush when he went into war uh, with Iraq and. Uh, and and McCain just giving him the business. And then McCain goes on Fox News, and they asked him, they were like, uh, so what do you think? And he goes, well, they said, are you going to vote for him? He goes, well, he's going to get the votes anyway, even though he's not qualified. Now, this coming from a guy that had Sarah Palin as his fucking running mate, right. talking about a, a war hero who's going to be um, he's going to be the new Secretary of Defense, uh, is unqualified for the job. So, somebody who was who took a governor who thinks she can see Russia from her house. Well, uh, is McCain pissed because he wanted the job? I don't know. I don't know. But here, here's him like badgering the witness uh, at the Senate hearing com- uh, committee over this uh, uh, the confirmation hearings, asking him. Now, this is so fucking stupid. This is what our taxpayer dollars are going for all these people in this fucking room i just want to choke the shit out of them will you please answer the question will you correct or incorrect when you said that the surge would be 
the most dangerous foreign policy blunder in this country since Vietnam. Were you my, correct or incorrect? My yes or no? Uh, my reference to the surge being the most dangerous. Senator Hagel? The question is, were you right or wrong? That's a pretty straightforward question. Uh, well, I, would, I would like to answer whether you were oh, right Jesus or wrong, Christ. and then you are free to elaborate. Well, I'm not going to give you a, a yes or no answer well, on a lot of things Well, let the show that today. you refuse to answer that question. Now, please go ahead. Well, uh, if you uh, would like me to explain um, why... Oh, I, I actually I, would like an answer, yes or no. <laughs> well, I'm not going to give you a yes or no. I think it's okay. far more complicated than that. As I've already said, my answer is I'll defer that judgment to history. Yeah, so I, I'm not going to play this whole thing, but... Here's what I fucking I want to just punch him in that big growth on the side of his face, McCain, because ask a question about like uh, why you sent somebody into war and people died, not why they questioned going to war because they had an opinion. What the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? The guy had an opinion, and he said, "Look, I think this is gonna the surge is gonna be a disaster. I don't support it. I don't want people to die." Uh, so he's spending five minutes trying to get this guy to answer this stupid fucking question, and then he has the nerve to say, "Well, he'll probably get the votes anyway, even though he's not qualified." Well, in in the surge, was it a disaster? That's not a yes or no question. I mean, that I would think that you can analyze that and come up with yes or no uh, answers to that, depending on the perspective. Disaster for who? Yeah, exactly. It had to be a disaster for somebody. I mean, war is a fucking disaster. Period. Period. And Was it a disaster for the uh, defense contractors? No. No. Was it a disaster for the, the troops that uh, got injured and then can't get the, the medical attention they need today? Yes. Right. So how do you fucking answer yeah. a yes or no question? A fucking guy. So, yeah, Mr. In all Ford due respect, ducks. fuck you, John McCain. <laughs> and then he says, he's a good friend of mine. <laughs> Senator Hagel's yeah. a good friend of his. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got on the politics political side other than they're making a lot of hay about obama playing golf with tiger woods oh yeah and some he, people are like that's such a fucking non-story yeah. two black people on the same golf course that's so, <laughs> maybe that is a that's story outrageous, John. how dare you <laughs> they let two black people on the same golf course i mean now listen we've had <laughs> played joe scarborough on here and and how he's he was a hawk and he was a bush lover and today he was slamming the GOP, uh, slamming him for listening to Fox News and Rush Limbaugh. Because ever since Fox has been on the air, the GOP has lost five out of the last six elections. Uh, since Rush Limbaugh, they've lost like seven out of whatever. So he says they've they've lost their way. They've totally gone completely ideological. And then they had Tweety Bird on there, Chris Matthews, who at one time said that everybody loves George Bush except for the real wackos. Uh, you know, I don't understand his ideology or what he was thinking back then. But today he said something to me 
or to me, <laughs> right to me while I was driving to work. He said um, he was asking a Republican, instead of voting for uh, the government you want, I think it was, why not vote for the government that should that should be? So like the old days where you, they said the, the most iconic moment and that should live on forever is Governor Chris Christie and Barack Obama walking around the disaster area of of the uh, Hurricane Sandy, and where they work together, and that's the government. You can be uh, on opposite sides of with your opinions, but at the end of the day, the job's got to get done. And that's what's happened to our government. We got too many ideological liberals and too many ideological Tea Party fucksticks. And they're hor- they're even worse. They're dragging down, they're obstructionists, they're dragging the government down. And then we get this Marco Rubio who comes out and he hits all the talking points. He gets Marty all excited on Facebook. And then he's chugging a he reaches over to drink a bottle of water. <laughs> And it's really funny because Saturday Night Live's ripped into it. Uh, Letterman, Kimmel, I, they've had some great bits because he got all dried and parched up on live TV. He reaches way over to grab this little bottle of water, drinks it, and then he puts it down like farther away from where he reached it from. And he's trying to look in the camera still, and he looks like a fucking idiot. So they... Uh, they're making fun of him because they call him the savior of the GOP, you know, because he's uh, he's uh, a Latino, Scott. Yes. And he listens to, you know, uh, TTN Tupac. Oh, Tupac. He listens to Tupac on his iPod, you know, so he's the shit. (laughs) So that's all I got for politics. I didn't I haven't listened to the news much lately. I just started turning it back on now that I'm. A little less stressed out. Nice. Well, you're all over the map, John. Yeah. Uh, Am I? Well, yeah. Did we? Uh, we usually do like uh, celebrity, science, politics, religion. I didn't know there was an order. Oh, I yeah, mean, it's getting you know, late. It's 270 episodes, John. Yeah, 270 well, episodes. Well, we're an hour and 30 <laughs> into the show, and you still got a, we got a lot to cover. Why we did do? you have politics we to talk about? We have a lot about? to cover. Do I? I don't have any politics. You didn't have no. nothing. So you, you, that's what you said in the beginning of the show. So I'm, you know, throwing it in there. All right. I didn't know politics came later. Yeah, we've only done 270, you know, episodes. So we need. I think we need the whiteboard back. That's so right. We need to get the whiteboard. That's right. <laughs> I'll write it down. Can you get me like a thing that says at this time we talk about this? A thing at this time? Yeah, like a. You know the itinerary. No, I'm I'm fine with jumping around. That's fine. I don't care. What do I care? <laughs> well, apparently you care because you just you know derailed the show. I derailed the show by going by going to politics early. I derailed the show. Well, why? Why is it? What is it got to be early? <laughs> no, I'm kidding, man. Of course, I'm kidding. Hawks are up I'm three sorry. to one. I'm with sorry. With <laughs> four minutes left. Yeah. How about that? Okay, asshole! I'm sorry! <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, John. What do you got? Science? Uh, celebrity news. Celebrity so news. We got a lot right. of celebrity news. Um, 
Mindy McCready. Did you know yeah. she was? She shot wow. her head off with a shotgun. What the fuck is that all about? And so then Dr. Drew is getting all this criticism. Like, it's his fault. Why? Why? What did he do? Well, he's got this show, Celebrity Rehab, this show, Celebrity Rehab. And she was on the third season of Celebrity Rehab. And uh, I don't know how many shows Dr. Drew did. Maybe did five ep- uh, uh, seasons of Celebrity Rehab. Yeah. And he brings in these drug addicts and these sex addicts and these other addicts, and he, he uh, tries to talk to them. And I found it very educational, this show. And uh, the other thing I noticed is, boy, when you're addicted to drugs, you yeah. are like the biggest fucking asshole yeah. on the planet. Right. So, That's all you care about. But what people, like uh, Mindy McCready is, is uh, apparently the fifth person that's been on this show that's committed suicide. Uh, and wow. people are blaming uh, Dr. Drew for this. I'm like, why the fuck would you blame Dr. Yeah. Drew for this? Oh, he's, uh, who was the fuck nut? Uh, oh, Richard Marks. Remember that guy? Yeah. He had like one song. What was that one song? By Richard Marks. Was it I Wear My Sunglasses at Night? Was that Richard Marks? No, you... <laughs> no. The singer Richard Marks compared Pinsky to Dr. Jack Kevorkian, the so-called suicide doctor. Oh, my Same God. results. Wow. He said. Then he backed off on Monday, saying the crack went too far. But uh, here's the deal. If you're fucking addicted to drugs that you are on Dr. Drew... You got a real serious fucking problem. Right, um, right. And I don't know if it was drugs or alcohol with her. I, I don't really know much about her. But he is getting uh, criticism when he not he should not be getting criticism. The Dr. Drew that I saw on the show was somebody who was empathetic, sympathetic. He really cared about these people. And he really wanted them to get better. And he tried to show them. He tried to give them the tools to get better. But, uh, boy, when you're hooked on fucking drugs... Uh, and that's all you can think about is your next fucking high. Uh, there's really not much you can do. Right. And right. You, you mix that with depression. And of course, these are going to be the results. But to blame him. And she was on the show like three years ago. Like he should be calling her every fucking day and saying, hey, how you doing today? Yeah. You feel like blowing your head off? Well, don't. So uh, lay off, Dr. Drew. That's what I say. Is this Richard Marks? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think this was his hit. Oh, it's blocked. It's blocked. What the fuck? BMG. All right, moving on. Celebrity news, John. Uh, uh, a lot of sports celebrity news. We had uh, Manti Teow. Yeah. What the fuck was going on I there? I don't know. Lance Armstrong. And uh, who's the latest? There's one other. Oh, this guy with the paraplegic guy. Oh, yeah. All the right. Blade Runner. Well, let's take these in order. So Manti Teo. Apparently, this is a linebacker for Notre Dame, one of the, the best defensive teams in the country. And some woman, apparently, allegedly, some woman calls him on the phone, and he has a relationship with a woman over the phone. Right. What is that all? And this is his <laughs> girlfriend. This is my This is my girl. Well, he goes to Notre Dame, so you figure he's got to be brought up yeah. in a religious household. Who knows? Maybe he's still a virgin. I yeah. don't know. But this is his girlfriend. This girl he's never met that he talks to on the phone. And then the girl dies. And then he gets all this... Um, 
uh, outpouring of, uh, boy, we're so sorry for you, man, Titeo. This girlfriend you had that you never met, that was, had a, that you were in love with on the phone, and she died. It turns out the, the girl was a guy pretending yeah. to be a girl. Uh, and that's where it, the story completely fucking breaks down for me. So either Manti Teo is homosexual, <laughs> and he doesn't want to say, or... He was in on it the whole fucking time, and he loved the publicity. Yeah. Nobody is that fucking dumb. Nobody, John. Can you get, can you really uh, attend college? Uh, I guess if you're on a football scholarship. And be that dumb. And be that fucking stupid. And, you know, I went to University of Iowa for a while, and what would happen is um, there was the, the bar scene. Yeah. It was a really nice bar area. A uh, bunch of bars, and what would happen is the is the you'd be um, trying to make it with the ladies all night, John. Yeah, <laughs> and then at some point the football team would show up, and they would just they would walk and they would stand on these benches, and they would stand there, and the woman, the woman, the women would pour out of the bar. Well, some of them pour out of the bars, and it was like um, uh, you know you go to the deli and you take a number. It was like that with yeah. these football players. And I've been working on yeah. this girl for two hours. There she goes with that football player. He just shows up. Yeah, he stands bam. up on a bench. and So these football players, there's no lack of pussy is what I'm trying to say. And so Manti Teo, to have, have a relationship, can have whatever he wants, somebody on women the wise, but he's devoted uh, to you, a man can you phone that's it pretending to be a woman for two years. <laughs> She phoned it in, man. And then he was on Katie Couric. Katie Couric. Oh, I got some criticism for Katie Couric, too. <laughs> I just remember what I... I remember. I hope I remember what it is. I think it was the Manti Teo show. So she's talking about Manti Teo, and, yeah. and he eventually admits that... Um, and maybe he didn't. I have no fucking idea. But the show that uh, Katie Kirk talked about... Oh, it was about Lance Armstrong. She couldn't get Lance Armstrong on the show, but she talked about lying. So what she did is she... Uh, before the show started, she had her audience... Uh, right. This guy come out and say, Hey, uh, I'm going to have you... Uh, look under your chair. There's a die. I want you to roll this die and just write the number down. And so everybody before the show, they rolled their die, they wrote the number down. Then during the show, Katie Couric said, okay, here's what we're going to do. For those of you who rolled a one, we're going to give one dollar. For those of you who rolled a six, we're going to give six dollars. So we're going to give you the amount of money that you rolled on the die. Yeah. And so they got all the results in, right? And the results were skewed. Everybody rolled a five and a six. Where statistically, <laughs> it's not possible yeah. for that many people to roll a five and a six. Yeah. And okay, so I can understand that. You know, people, they're rolling the dice in their hand. Um, who knows? Uh, some of them just flat out lied, right? Because they wanted, uh, for a fucking dollar, right? right? Or six dollars. Let's say they rolled a one and they wanted six dollars instead. So they lied for five dollars. I understand that. Because they left it all up to them. Here's what I don't understand. At the very end of the show, and here's where Katie gets criticism from me. She said, oh, by the way, uh, when we said we were going to give you money, yeah, we're not going to give you're not going to get any money. 
we j- that was just part of the experiment. So she has a show about lying. Yeah. She has this experiment. She tells her audience that she's going to pay them. And at the end of the show, she says, no, I yeah. was lying. It's like, yeah. <laughs> You're not going to be paid. We're not paying you. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, well, she, I don't know. I, was she, did she prove the experiment? That it, it well, was, yeah, it they prove that the statistically, I guess... If the, there's incentive, somebody's going to find a way to buck the system. St- yeah, statistically, 17% should have rolled a 1, 17, a 2, and so on. But what happened is, like, 8% rolled a 1, uh, 9% rolled a 2, and 22% rolled a 5, and 29% rolled a 6 which statistically for the size of the audience they had was virtually impossible. So they were lying. And uh, And then she lied. And then she lies. Yeah, you know, by the way, we're not going to pay you. That's when I would have stood up and said, hey, what the fuck is going on? Hey, I'm looking at the game, John. It's three to three. What the hell happened? Oh, my God. It's three to three. Are you kidding me? (laughs) The Hawks were about to make history. Oh, my God. And now they got to go into OT. my glasses on. I couldn't see. I got new glasses coming. All right, so speaking of Lance Armstrong, we were talking about, so we talked about Manti Teo. I don't know what the fuck's going on there, but if I'm an NFL team, do you you still want to draft a guy like that? I got a lot of questions about his character. They don't care. They don't care. No. Put him out there. Make him hit people. If he can hit people, yeah, nose is clean, and he can people, read bam. the offense and know how to hit people, yeah. I don't give a shit. Right. If he has uh, a man pretending to yeah. be a woman that's his girlfriend exactly. for two years, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly. if I would have that on my team. Who knows what else is going on there? You know, that could be yeah. the tip of the iceberg. All right, so moving on to Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong wins seven Tour de France's there, John. But there's always these questions about uh, drugs. So he had, uh, what did he have, testicular cancer? Yeah. He's got like one nut. And uh, he came back from that. He wins seven. Did he win seven in a row? I can't Uh, remember. Seven, yeah. But there's always questions swirling swirling? Swirling around around about drug use. (laughs) Very surly. And about uh, blood transfusions, the whole deal. And he's always denied it. Deny, deny, yeah. deny. And it's gone. They've, there've been trials. There's been court. He's been never found guilty of anything. And then what does he do? He comes he, out and he like says, "He's like a river in Egypt. Denial." He says, "I yeah, I did yeah. it." And I'm going to go on Oprah and tell yeah. everybody I did drugs. Um, I took performant enhancing performant <laughs> enhancing drugs. <laughs> performant, yeah. <laughs> But then, so I don't understand that fucking decision at all. And it apparently because he wants to be a triathlete now, but they won't let him compete. uh, Like, they won't let him win prizes or shit. So he goes and he says this. So uh, there goes all his sponsors. Now he opens himself up to um, uh, legal lawsuits. Right. Uh, I just don't get what the fuck is he thinking? Stick with the denial. Yeah, stick with the denial, you big dummy. And then you hear all this. I never heard these stories before, but you hear about all these stories where if you wanted to be on his team, you had to get on board. You you had to take drugs. And if you're not yeah. going to take drugs, you're fucking off the team. Right. And he will destroy your fucking career. And the guy was arrogant about it and an asshole about it. 
And now he wants to come on Oprah and say... I never liked him. Oh, I'm ever, sorry. Ever. I did drugs, and I, I was weak, and I had a moment of weakness. Yeah. Yeah, fuck seven you. fucking years fuck in a row. You, you big yeah, baby. Fuck him. What I a saw, dick. I saw... Um, oh, and then the claim that, oh, well, everybody does it. Right. That's not true. You were the one who was uh, wanted to force your teammates to do it, and if they didn't do it, you kicked them off the team and ruined their yeah. fucking career. And if everybody does it, why didn't you just admit it in the first place? Yeah. What a dick. But you know what I have in common with Lance Armstrong? What? As many Tour de France victories as he has, John. That's right. <laughs> Zero. Because they stripped them all. You know what I have better than Lance Armstrong? Yeah, I have both of my nuts. Yeah. He only has one. So how about that? <laughs> so fuck Lance Armstrong. Well, my old boss used to love Lance. He read his book. He, he cycled like him. He wanted to meet him. He, wanted, he had autographs. And I just couldn't, I couldn't understand this guy. I, I, I'd hear him talk and I'd be like, this guy's a douchebag. The way he talks and his arrogance and... and your oh, friends? Because he... Lance Armstrong. The Lance Armstrong. Right. I couldn't understand what my boss thought of him. And, uh, and I was like, uh, this guy's kind of a douche, you know? Yeah, but dude, that's because he came back from testicular cancer yeah, I don't know if I even believe that. So he has Either. a right to be a douche? Yeah. And maybe he lied about that, too. Yeah. Maybe he just got kicked in the nuts. And it fell off. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? He blew one out, wiping out on his little bicycle. Oh, I got to tell you, John, I did a spinning class. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the one thing I forgot, speaking of nuts. <laughs> Wait a minute, man. <laughs> what? What are you... You know what spinning is, John? Yeah, yeah. It's, you get on this stationary bike, and it's like uh, this aerobic thing. So yeah. you, they they play music, yeah, and then you do some sort of exercise on the bike for Come as on, long ladies. as the song. So it's either like a sprint, yeah, or okay, this song we're gonna go uphill, um, and they change it up. The thing I fucking forgot because I haven't I rode the, my little bit over the summer, but this I didn't have this issue. My fucking nuts went to yeah. sleep, John. Right, they do. And uh, so when I didn't have to stand your schwantz, up, it's I was not your standing nuts. up. It's, it's like the schwantz. Oh, it's the nuts. It's the shaft. It's the, the shaft, whole. It's the whole the shaft thing. Goes like all the way up your ass into your taint. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't start right in the front there. It goes way up in there, and then you're riding on it, and yeah, it's you just numb not it good. Up. It's not good. So, uh, um. That's why riders are all sterile. I was I was sterile. standing up and when I didn't low have tea. to. They got the low T. Well, I got to figure out how to adjust the seat so my nuts don't <laughs> fall asleep. Uh, or do I just stand up really the whole time? Do you really need them anymore? <laughs> That's a great yeah. question, John. You don't even use well, them on. anymore. I don't use my nuts because I had the vest. That's but, right. But... Uh, apparently, between the taint, yeah. not between the taint, the taint, that <laughs> the is, taint, <laughs> the that taint, is the taint. That's where all the nerves are yeah. for the boner, there, John. <laughs> so if you if you, you fuck up that. the taint, yeah, yeah, I can care if my nuts fall asleep. Yeah. But if you fuck up the nerves in the taint, then there's no more getting the heart yeah. on, and that's that's not good. Taint taint gonna be hard. The no taint more. gonna be hard no more. <laughs> so I gotta. Uh, you know, the, when I went to this class, I was like the only guy. Yeah. And there was a woman That's instructor. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> and she came over and she's like, oh, hi, are you new to the... Yes, I'm yeah, new. Yeah, I'm new. I haven't ridden in a while. And she's making sure that my everything's she said, adjusted well. well. She said, hey, I'm Sally. 
Who are you? I'm gay. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, so hold on now. Shut up! If I do go back to this class, if I do go back... I'm going to have to pull her aside and say, look, my nuts fell asleep. you got to help me. Look, listen. <laughs> Where's the nut like ball right. in the seat? Can I get a seat with like no nut holder? Yeah, they have, holder? A, they have like a seat with a nut ball. A you got to look ball. around. They got like a little <laughs> hole in it. Well, I can bring my own seat. Yeah. I brought my own seat? <laughs> you're supposed to stand up though when you pedal. And you sit on, but on your, certain exercises you yeah, stand you, up, and then others yeah, you stay. You she wants s- you to sit down. Yeah, you got to set the seat so just your butt cheeks are just on the my bat cheeks. Pe- right, yeah. you can bend the seat a little forward. Go on That's what I got to do. A thing and just lean it down a there little bit. There you go. There you go. It's, I, I'm a big fat ass that doesn't exercise, and even I know that. <laughs> well, I forgot about that. and Because uh, I got a bicycle on my birthday, and I rode a wheelie for like a, <laughs> from one driveway to the other. I told you the story, right? And I yeah. flipped backwards and almost broke my fucking leg. Ugh. And then I had to get on a plane the very next morning for eight hours to Germany. <laughs> and I could barely walk. Here, kids, watch Dad ride a wheelie. <laughs> I haven't been on that bike in a long time. And stupid me, I got the the cross road the road bike. It's like a comfort bike, but it's it's a road bike too with the skinnier tires, mm-hmm. and it's got the low handlebars. Mm-hmm. So I had to get a, a neck extension and. Uh, it's the most uncomfortable bike, and that's probably why I don't ride bikes. I thought it was going to be a cool bike, and it hurt my nuts to ride it because I used to my ride it nuts. over to practice. So if I get my another nuts. bike, I'm, I'm going to get one of those big balloon tires comfort bikes with the you know the seat with the springs on it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Then I'll ride a bike. Big banana seat. Right. Yeah, my nuts and never got numb on a bar. banana seat. I tell you that. With the uh, what do they call that? Sissy, yeah, the sissy bar in the back there, right? That you lean your head up against the sissy yeah, bar on the old stingray. Right on. Why don't they make the put bikes the like kick that stand anymore? up? You put your legs across those monkey bar the the ape hanger uh, the ape hanger handlebars and lean back and put your head on the sissy bar. Right on. Those were the days. <laughs> I did rack my nuts, though. You know how they had the shifter, <laughs> yeah, the five-speed? Right, like, on the Stingray, the green apple-colored Stingray. I had an orange or one. Or yellow. There was yellow and orange, is correct. I had the orange one, so I'm, yeah. I'm coming around this big green. evergreen tree by my house as a, like a curve. <laughs> and this other kid, we smashed into each other head on. And I my oh. body went forward, and I racked my nuts, nuts. on the shifter. John. Nice. On the shifter. Ow. That's yeah. going to leave a mark. Yeah. It did leave a mark. Yeah. So, what were we talking about? Um, your nuts. My nuts. I'm tired of hearing about your nuts. <laughs> All right, moving on to science news, John. Science. Science, science news. Um, I have some audio. But before I get to that, before I get to the audio, because you have to unmute me, John, and we didn't yeah. test this. Yeah, see? So we'll test it while I'm playing. But it's Deepak Chopra audio. 
But before we get to that, John, I got some Einstein news and science. Get this, John. Get this. Astronomers, John. You know what those are? Astronomers? Yeah. They found the largest structure in the universe. And you're asking yourself, well, how does this relate to Einstein? I'll get to that. All right. A team of astronomers led by Dr. Roger Close and colleagues from the University of Central Lancaster. I'm sorry. Lancashire (laughs) have reported finding the largest known structure in the universe. The astronomers say the large quasar group, they call it the LQG, uh, is so mind-boggling big. Didn't Deion Sanders used to say that when he hosted the um, (laughs) Miss America? (laughs) That's mind-boggling. So mind-boggling terrible, big that terrible. it would take a vehicle traveling at the speed of light about 4 billion years to cross it. So we're talking about something that's 4 billion light years wide. Right. Uh, it has the dimensions of 500 MPCs, John. Do you know what that is? No. I don't. Uh, which is 1,600 times larger than the Milky Way. Two... I'm sorry, the distance from the Milky Way to Andromeda. So it's 1,600 times larger than that. I mean, this thing is it's fucking big. immense. It's big. It's big. Anyway, Dr. Close says the object is so enormous that it challenges Einstein's cosmological principle, which is an assumption that the universe, when viewed on a large enough scale, looks the same no matter where you are observing it from. You got that, John? Yeah. So it challenges that idea. What they don't mention here is I would think that it would challenge the Big Bang as well because you got the Big Bang and that's where Einstein's cosmological principle comes from is everything was dispersed evenly. But then you got like this massive turd that's four billion (laughs) light years across in one section of the universe. That doesn't make any fucking sense. So I think not only do we have to revisit the cosmological principle, John, but also the model of the Big Bang. But they don't mention that in this article. Interesting. Don't you think? I think you should, uh, you know, send them an email. I should. I should send them an email. Oh, you know what I fucking did? I just closed Deepak Chopra. I had Deepak... Hold on, let me get it back. I'll get it back, man. I'll get it back. So this is Deepak Chopra. John, uh, Scott in the spirituality of the universe. For our uh, new listeners, uh, I used to follow Deepak Chopra on Twitter, and I used to challenge him all the time, and then he blocked me. Yeah. Because he's a fucking cocksucker. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us how you feel, Scott. Let it out. Well... He blocked me. He he gave me a bunch of mumbo jumbo, yeah. and then when I was like, "Yeah, let's cut to the chase," then he blocked me. Ass. I do have a screenshot of of a question I asked him. What was my question? Oh, he made some comments about some physicists, and uh, he praised two of them and threw one under the bus. And I asked him about bias, and he said, uh, "And this is coming from a guru." Yeah, he said. We're all biased, which is correct. But he said it in a way that was not very guru-like. I'll have to find that screenshot. Yeah, he was smarmy. To, he was smarmy. I meant to blog post about it. 
All right, you ready, John? I got this thing queued up. This is Sarah E. Mayhew. I have no idea who she is, but she asked Deepak Chopra a question. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. I heard Deepak mention that there are deeper ways of knowing, and I get the impression that this is based um, in on intuition and the subjective. And I'd like to know if we don't use um, the objective scientific method, how do we distinguish what is true from what we simply want to be true? What's your name? Thank you, Sarah. Deepak, have at it. I think science is based on a subject-object split. I'm the observer, and that's the observed. And it does extremely well based on the subject-object split. I am hoping that the truth will be found when we actually develop a science of consciousness that goes beyond the subject-object split, because after all, nature is one. Nature does not decide that this is the subject and that's the object. Nature says that both the subject and the object are my activity. So my prayer is that science will evolve to include consciousness in its evolution. How about that, John? (laughs) What a great answer. Did you understand a fucking word that he just said? Mumbo fucking jumbo. How could science not include consciousness? You have to be fucking conscious yeah, to right. make observations and make hypotheses right. and measure Otherwise, things. Otherwise, what's the point? Science is based on measurement. The great Stephen C. taught me that. Yeah. If you can't fucking measure it, then you have no objective the evidence metrics, metrics. to uh, prove uh, what you're stating. Well, you can't. Everything. And even then, the everything. philosophy of science, you can't prove that it's true. You can only prove that it's not uh, false. Right. I'm starting to sound like Deepak. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to talk like this. Yes, you have to talk like... Th- I can't even do a Deepak anymore. I used to be able Deepak. to do Deepak. He's got to be gay, doesn't he? Yeah, and shoot out. Like this shoot out. Hawks are up one. Deepak? Oh, it's tied. It's tied. On the shootout. Let's see. Oh, and then uh, one final story here, John. Yeah. Uh, religious. Uh, Pope Benedict, he retired. Yeah, I don't know if you heard that, but uh, before we get to that, because um, I have some questions about that. I mean, if yeah. the Pope is chosen by God, right? Yeah. How do you? How do you? When your boss is fucking God, how do you resign? How do you retire? Yeah. Do you have a conversation with God? <laughs> do you say, I'm, "Does he come to you and say, I don't think you're up for this job anymore?" Yeah. Does is it one of those things where God wants to fire you, but he says? Instead of me firing uh, you... We're making some changes here. (laughs) Uh, Why don't you just retire, or I'm going to have to fire you. And if God fires you, I would doing a little restructuring. We're looking for some younger, more, uh, you know, more, uh, less less experienced, somebody with uh, some more creative thinking. Hawks win. How about that? Hawks Hawks win. win. Did you see that? Yeah. You see him snatch that fucking puck right out of the air. It was nice. Mother pucker. So the Hawks Hawks tied history. Tied uh, for the record of most wins uh, in the season, beginning of the season, yeah. Because what I know of God from the Old Testament, uh, if he wanted to fire you, 
it would be pretty dramatic, you know, like lightning strikes and smiting and the whole deal. Maybe he'd wipe out the whole Vatican, the firstborns. I don't know. He'd do some crazy shit like that. So did God come to be an addict and say, hey, I'm going to fire you unless you resign? And then he resigned? Or did being a dick go to God and say, I can't, I can't do this anymore? But then why would God select you in the first place if you can't perform your duties? Yeah. I just don't get it. I don't get it, John. You know why I don't get it? Because it's a fairy tale. That's why. That's right. All right. Santa Claus. <laughs> the Easter Bunny. But before we get to, well, we just covered the retirement. Here's what uh, he said on January 6th, John. This is one of the last things he he said as active Pope. Uh, pope Benedict on January 6th said that the Roman Catholic leaders must have the courage to stand up to attacks by intolerant agnosticism prevalent in many countries. The Pope and the Church have now come under increased attack because of their opposition to homosexual marriage and women priests. The Pope has repeatedly denounced what he says are attempts to push religion out of the public debate. What this article doesn't mention is the Catholic Church has not only uh, been attacked for their stance on homosexuality in women, but about uh, the the rampant fucking pedophilia that's right. throughout the church that is covered up by these right. cocksuckers. Uh, the 85-year-old Pontiff celebrated Mass on the day Christmas, on Christmas Day, in the West, and marked, uh, whatever, uh, in a homily, a homily? To about 10,000 people at St. Peter's Basilica in Vatican City, he firmly rejected suggestions the church should change to suit public opinion. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, this, this has been working for them for how many, uh, 2,000 years yeah. at least, right? It's been working. Anyone who lives and proclaims the faith of the church is on many points out of step with the prevalent way of thinking, John. The approval of the prevailing wisdom, however, is not the criterion to which we submit. <laughs> what voice is that? I don't even he, know. Isn't he German? The Pope and Deepak Chopra. Can you imagine them having a conversation? You would know what the fuck they were talking about. In the United States, a group last month started a petition with the White House website asking the uh, Barack Obama to list the Catholic Church as a hate group because of its opposition to gay marriage. Here's oh, what the Pope interesting. said. Interesting. Today's... <laughs> Regnant, regnant, agnosticism. Regnant has its own dogmas and is extremely intolerant regarding anything that would question it and the criteria it employs. Okay, so on one hand, he's saying that uh, us agnostics are intolerant, but he's the one who's saying that homosexuals are going to burn in fucking hell yeah. and they should not be allowed to get married. Who's intolerant here? Yeah. That's so ridiculous. And I don't even understand God, these words God he used. ridiculous. Regnant. Uh, prevailing ruling. Regnant. Ruling. R-E-G-N-A-N-T. Yeah, regnant. 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 <laughs> not regnant. 
Therefore, the courage to contradict like reigning, you know, the like, prevailing mindset is particularly urgent for a bishop today. He must be courageous. <laughs> yeah, real courageous. Come here, little boy. Real courageous. These bishops. What a joke. <laughs> Shut the thing down. It's over. It's over. It's over, Johnny. Shut it down. It just gets me so upset. You know, I was having a conversation with somebody, and we were talking about, um, uh, the, and we've talked about this on the show, the people's ability to observe their own actions and their own behavior and learn from that. Like, I'll be in a meeting, yeah. and I may not handle the meeting as well as it should be. <laughs> and I'll leave the meeting, and I'll say, boy, I could have handled that better. And then yeah. I'll think about how I could have done that better, and I hopefully I learn from that. And I evolve, yeah. and I, I become a you better measure person. It. You're measuring it. You you, you apply yes. some metrics. Our good listener, George, uh, had a post on Facebook today yeah. on our Facebook page about being trying to be a better person and what that means. And I think that uh, people have to have the ability to reflect on their behavior. Yeah. And this, I think that this whole psychiatric uh, industry exists because... There are people that can't do this. They cannot do this. No. So they have to get in front of somebody, and somebody has to say, tell me how you feel. Tell me how that made you feel. Tell me what you would do differently. And then they have somebody, uh, like, uh, that person is in my brain, but they don't have that. So they have to have somebody else ask them these things. So I'm talking to somebody about religion, and they say... "Um." But think about it. Well, I think I can't remember if I came up with this epiphany or, or during this conversation. And I was I was thinking about Zach when I was talking about this. We had Zach on the show, yeah. and he because he was brought up in this religious thing, he cannot get God out of his mind. Yeah. And here's how it affects his day to day routine. If something shitty happens to him, he looks back on his actions, and he tries to think, "Well, how did I displease God?" Or what can I do better to please God so that shitty things won't happen to me? But when you live life long enough, shitty things happen. So the the what, well, I'm not sure he goes to that. We, we're not degree. sure that we'd have to have it, him in to ask him that question. But he he did I think say he that he believes like a guardian angel kind of mentality right. that uh, that I wasn't there, but s- some mystical power was right. And he has a story about that to help me with his kids. Yeah, but and he falls back on that. Uh, so, but there there are people that that live day to day, and they if something shitty happens, here's where I see a benefit to religion, right? So these people don't have the ability to reflect on their own behavior, but. Because they're religious, and but because they believe in this God, and something shitty happens to them, that's what makes them reflect. That what that's what makes them go back and observe and reflect on their own behavior. Not to well, really, I not think, to be a I better think, person. I think Jefferson, from a philosophical standpoint, in rewriting the Bible without the mysticism, uh, brought that to light, and I think some biblical scholars look at what was written in the bible as those are the lessons to reflect to look back on some of the things you do and be a kinder gentler human being because we're all together in this so it doesn't make sense to make enemies and fuck shit up and 
ruin all your resources because you're going to need them and you got to hand them down to the next generation and so on. So I think philosophically, but you got these fuckheads that they hold on to the wrong parts of those supposed lessons that are supposed to be in the Bible. Right, but but disregarding all that stuff, the the just the act of uh like you and I do this, we reflect to try to be better people. Um there are and this is just a hypothesis, but these yeah. people that are into religion they're forced they're kind of forced to reflect because they want to please this god that they believe in. So they they look back on, well I displeased god because something shitty happened to me. What did I do or what could I do better so that I please God in the future? So I, I think I found something that is positive about religion. How about that, John? Yeah, very good. Nice. Well done. Good job, Scott. Excellent. How about that? I even thought about uh, scraping the blog off, uh, dusting the blog off yeah. and writing a blog post about that. Well, I think you could find some positive out of that, but in the end, you know, it's when you, uh, if you talk to a group of friends or family, you're always kind of bouncing something off of them to get some feedback, you know, and then that's when you start reflecting, you know, you go back and go, it's like we were talking about last week when you said I, I, uh, what did you, what did you say I did? I reprimanded you. <laughs> yes. Oh, my parenting skills. So you skills. reflected. I reflected on that. You didn't need religion. You just need <laughs> to bounce something off of somebody and then go, hey, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have a song about uh, my big cock coming through the, the bar. I walk and, into uh, a club. I'm like, what's up? I got a big cock. Uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny to me. Uh, it is funny. But I, I, it, <laughs> I don't think your daughter's ready for that. Uh, for her dad to if be it wasn't, cool with that. Well, yeah. So that's the the problem, right? So I, I should have been like, "Hey, this is not appropriate. Turn this off, <laughs> and, and I'll listen to it on my own later." <laughs> what what song was that, Emma? Who was that? <laughs> so I know that you never listen to it again. Oh man. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how to handle that. <laughs> i know it's like my son saying uh bros before hoes right dad and my wife you know she's the ultimate I, what's what's great about my wife and i is um she's the uh i don't know what you call it but the like the filter she filters i don't know if it's filter that's not the right term but she's the yin to my yang or is it yan um, where I'm the coo- goofy one who uh, kind of lets some stuff slide, but she's very um, level-headed, and she's the nurturer. She's totally all nurture, and I can't be alone with my kids too long because I'll end up doing the same shit you do. I- <laughs> I'll just turn them into idiots like me. Um, So... She's the one that spends the most time with them, and we're we've been told. But uh, I take my son places, and uh, like for instance, we go to this place Dotan Bori. It's a sushi restaurant, and these 
Asian women fawn over my son and how polite he is. Thank you. Please, uh, if you get a chance, can you please get me a water? I'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Very appreciative. And they just come over and go, oh, my God. Your son is so polite. And that's, you know, uh, I keep telling him. I go, hey, listen, you want to impress chicks, you be super polite. You learn the art of schmoozing. And you be genuine. And uh, and you have these good manners. You go to somebody's house. You're not only representing yourself. You're representing your family, your friends. Uh, it's very important. That kind of level of prestige will get you uh, to higher levels. But you can't be a bullshitter. You can't just do it to get stuff. You got to mean it. And my wife really kind of instills that message into them. You know, and then I got to come in and enforce it. Yeah, what she said. Okay, now look at me blow this fake snot out of my nose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, you know, there's that balance. (coughs) But that's interesting. I I think we have have these discussions around dinner. There's, I always ask them about their day, and then I finally get something out of them. And then uh, it turns out to be a teaching moment, as my wife calls it, when we we start discussing and going through whatever the issue was during the day, whatever my daughter's going through. You know, she'll say a teacher's stupid, and then we'll kind of flush it out. And well, what where did you? How did you come to this conclusion that the teacher is stupid, and you're the genius? <laughs> and sometimes. You hear these stories and you think, wow, the teacher does really sound stupid. Like, why the fuck are we paying them to teach our children just because they got a degree? Some of these teachers have no business teaching whatsoever. Agreed. They got a degree, but they don't know how to teach. Yes, that's a whole different topic. Yeah. All right. Well, we were going to talk about the meteorite you said in Science News, yeah, but science. that never happened. What happened well, there? I did what? Science News, and then you never jumped in with the meteorite over oh, there. Oh, here we go. It's my fault again. <laughs> I jumping around. Over there in Russia. Fault. Oh, my God. Oh my Come on, God. man. Tell me about the meteor. No, no I'm going to start. No wonder I'm taking Xanax. <laughs> it's because of you. Yeah. I don't Tell know. me about the meteor. I don't know about the meteor. The meteorite. Whatever. All I know is United Nations are reviewing asteroid impact threat, Scott. You know that Russian fireball that went by the other day? Yes. Uh, and it was a close flyby. The Russian fireball and the close flyby of the asteroid uh, 2012 DA-14 on Friday came in a moment in time when uh, the United Nations is discussing international response to the near-Earth object impact Concern. Uh, detailed discussions about the Russian meteor explosion and Earth's encounter with asteroid 2012 DA 14 were high on the February 15th agenda of uh, Action Team 14 during the 50th session of the Scientific and Technological or Technical, sorry, Subcommittee of the United Nations uh, Committee on the Peaceful Use of Outer Space. That is the C-O-P-U-O-S, Scott, if you want to shorten that. Nice. Um, so anyway, I guess they met together to talk about what the fuck's going on. Uh, 
with uh, these near-Earth object impact threats, possible threats. So here's what they're saying. The future, uh, this event in Russia and the pass of the larger asteroid are good reminders that many thousands of objects like it pass near Earth daily. Uh, And Ray Williamson, a senior advisor uh, to this Secure World Foundation and a participant in the Vienna Gathering, uh, that's what he had to say. Uh, Secure World Foundation is a private operating fund, blah, 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 who cares. Um, But Williamson said that some objects will be larger and cause considerable damage if they strike Earth. Furthermore, it is critical that efforts continue to identify and track asteroids in order to counter the larger, the largest ones before they do serious damage to population centers. What do you think of that, man? Yeah, I think... Uh, that was some crazy shit, wasn't it? That was some crazy shit, and I love that Russia has so many video cameras that they can uh, capture that. It was really cool to watch. What's up with that? They got all those dash cameras because they have so many car accidents? No, here's why. Um, Because people will run in front of a car uh, when it's going slow, and they'll jump on the windshield, and then they'll roll off the car, and like they got in this huge accident, and it's the driver's fault, and now they want compensation. Ah. So all Russia's cars are equipped with these cameras because there's so much fraud and abuse that goes on so that when this shit happens to them, they just play the the film in court and they get off. They yeah. don't have to they don't have to pay any money. Right, right. And and if you go on Reddit, I think there's a whole uh Reddit devoted to this. These people that try to pull this scam so anyway, this guy goes on. This other person goes on and says, "The day before, we thought it was great timing that the 2012 uh, DA14 flies by the asteroid in the evening, and we're shocked when in the morning we learned about the Russia event. Uh, what a coincidence! Was this a cosmic warning shot? It makes you think. So what are they going to do? Call Bruce Willis up and fly him out there and stick a nuke?" Inside the asteroid and make it blow apart? Well, nobody knew about this one, right? Nobody knew about no. this one. It came out of nowhere. So first of all is detection. We need better detection. Yeah. And then the the one idea that I heard is if, if so for example, let's say we get state-of-the-art detection, we can detect these things um, uh, three years out or two years out. Then what we do is we send up some sort of a rocket and it just kind of hangs out with the asteroid, and because of relativity, uh, if you can have it just kind of fly right next to the asteroid, it'll just pull it off course, just enough to miss the Earth. So uh, they're saying that the the Russian meteorite was like a thousand times bigger than they originally thought. They're saying now it was like 49 feet in diameter, which, think about my house. My house is about 44 or 45 by 25 feet. So it's it's almost one times long and two times wide as my house flying through the air. <laughs> that could do some major damage. I guess luckily it broke apart, and most of it, they're saying, fell 
into a, a, a lake or something. I heard those estimates are low. They're revising those. They're thinking it's like 10 or 100 times bigger than that. Than 49 feet? Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, too, that the meteorite chunks uh, can fetch as much as 2,200 bucks a gram. Wow. Yeah. It's like a gold rush More than that. It's a meteorite rush. We should go over there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to Russia, man. Do a podcast from Russia looking for wow. meteorite stuff. That's just that's just crazy, man. That's fucking uh, movie. That's Hollywood stuff. That is crazy. Hollywood. That is crazy. Could you imagine a fucking meteorite flying over your house? <laughs> no. What the fuck? <laughs> no. Why well, have planes flying over my house? I'm waiting for one of yeah. those things to crash. <laughs> How do you spell meteorite? All right, John. Medi- meteorite. I don't even You got know anything else? You got anything spell. else? What do I got? Do I got anything else? I got one more thing I th- I can think of. Let's see. Yeah, I got one more thing. And then, uh, I don't know if Phil's coming over or not, but... So last week I played uh, Thrift Shop by Macklemore. I got yeah. a lot of criticism for that. Yeah. <laughs> All I have to say is uh, you must not have listened to the lyrics because there's more creativity in those lyrics than in Justin Bieber's entire catalog. Uh, and I was offended that people uh, would would listen to Justin Bieber before they would listen to Macklemore. <laughs> that shit sucks, whatever so you're listening to. Here's the other song my daughter turned. Now, when I... When, the only... Av- the only um, Wait... <laughs> A place that I can listen to new music is my daughter. She's my only uh, input for new music. Like, I'll listen well, to the radio. Yeah, but. but here's what I love about what George George put on there, right? My father did a nice thing for me back in 89 and 90 when I was listening to B96, a Chicago radio station that played the equivalent of what Scott's daughter listens to back then. And my dad told me, that I was listening to garbage and that I should be listening to this. He changed the station to the classic rock station. Zeppelin, The Who, etc. That's music. Thanks, Dad. Right, and, and I agree that the, the majority of B96 uh, back in the day was shit, but there was every once in a while there was a good song. Um, and my daughter, she knows. She can... If Led Zeppelin comes on, she knows it's Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, the whole deal. What's so funny? <laughs> Somebody posted, this guy posted, trying to get through the latest TTN, but it's really hard to listen to because Scott is just so arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, getting back to uh, music, uh, what were we talking about? Yeah, so my daughter knows all that. She can name the Who, she can pick out the Beatles. She's never heard these songs, but she... She's so familiar with the style of the Who, I guess, that she knows it's it's the Who. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so then, uh, but she's my only source of new music because I when, right. now if I turn right. the radio on, if I'm not listening to an iPod and I turn the radio on, I listen to classic rock like uh, WLS or The Loop, or I'll listen to sports radio. So I, she's the only new music I hear is from my daughter. And I got a, 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 a 98% of it is shit. Uh, yeah. So out of 100 songs, I liked 
<laughs> Thrift Shop by Macklemore. And I like this one, John. I'm going to play no. this one for you. Are you ready for this? No. I hope there's not any ads. Let me see. There might be ads. Do I have my thing? Yeah, I played Deepak before, so yeah. this should work. It's not coming up. It is not coming up. Oh, here we go. It's Vivo. Vivo. What's with your network? It might be my computer. It might be my computer. I want to. I just want to snap this thing in half. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh yeah, my computer just pretty much locked yeah. up here. Hold on. Oh, I, I get an opportunity to stop a plug-in. Nice. I wonder if that'll help. Yeah, stop it. Me. Uh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Anytime you're ready. This is a concept that a lot of us are, are very new to. The end result from This the must web. be an ad, right? Is that me? Yeah, it's yeah, an ad. Yeah, it's you. Come on. And then and it me. stops. It doesn't even play an ad. Video stuff is all going to be very cutting edge. All right, hold on. We got seven, seven more seconds of ad. And it's going to play. Here we go. All right. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> My son just downloaded an album today. What album? Uh, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Living Things. Bring the action. When you have this in the club, oh you gotta turn the shit up. You gotta turn the shit up. You know who this is? You gotta turn no. the shit up. When we up in the club, all eyes on us. You all don't know who this us. is, John. Sounds like Madonna, all eyes but... on us. See the boys in the club. They watching us. They watching us. They watching us. Everybody in the club. All eyes on us. All eyes on us. This is a all collaboration, I'll have you know. And shout and let it all out. This is shit. <laughs> Hold on, man. I can't even control the volume. This video is taking over my computer. <laughs> now, do you know who it is? No. Will I am and Britney, bitch. Come on. Oh, all right. Yeah, if I heard that in the club, I'd be all over the dance yeah. floor. You know what I'm saying? I hear you, brother. Yeah. Give me a little weed, it'd be a marijuana dance party. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to hear what I listen to sure. lately? My new music? Well, I don't go out of my way to listen to that. All I'm saying is my daughter played 100 songs, and I like two of them, and those were the two. And listen to this, man. Little Elaine Carone. Decode, Scott, off his album Play. Yeah. How about this one by Oz Noy? Ow.
Huh? Nice. I don't know what the hell you're listening to, man. I'm not listening to that. Shit? All I'm saying is she played a hundred songs, and I kind of like two like, of oh, them. Oh, there's one. I don't go out. Of, I don't go to iTunes and say, "Oh, I need the Will I Am Britney bitch song." <laughs> <laughs> I have a Britney song. What is this one? I found a Britney song. What's this? I don't know where the hell that came from. I thought it was a catheter song. <laughs> no, that wasn't. Yeah, it was. Well, it was in my uh, uh, list of songs on my TTN sounds folder. Yeah. yeah. So is Phil coming or what? No. No, no. <laughs> he's not. Well, who's oh, wait at the a door? Let me go get the door. Or could you run, <laughs> go get the door? <laughs> what? What? What the fuck is that? I don't know. Hey man, what's happening? Come on back. Hey, I'm back already. He wasn't. He told me he wasn't coming, and then he shows up. <laughs> Are you running, we run it back up, Scott. What? Do you hold the mic in your hand when you run to the door? Yeah, I got the I. I got a what do you call it? Cordless. A cord, cordless. 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 Are you? Is Phil ready? No. Um, hold on. He's. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I'm always ready. It's good to be back, John. It's been about 10 weeks, according to my calculations. Yeah. You know what else I downloaded recently? Are you talking to me? Yeah, You're talking to Scott, Scott, too. No, what did you download, John? Sticks, man. Their regeneration album, volumes one and two. Yeah, all right, that's enough of that. You ready, Phil? Of course, John. I'm always ready. Good, because I gotta go to bed. It's I'll eleven make it o'clock. Quick. I'm working it's with new technology. This newscast. News. Phil McCracken Whitcomb. Thank you, John. Here's for Kansas lottery winner accidentally blows up house while celebrating with meth. No. That's right, John. Authorities say two brothers accidentally blew up their house after celebrating a $75,000 winning lottery ticket by purchasing marijuana and meth. Wichita Police Sergeant Bruce Watts says one of the burglars was taken to the hospital and the other to jail after Friday's explosion. The Wichita Eagle reported... Oh, hold on. Let me cut and paste something. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Where was I, John? I'm having trouble with my mouse. I just got a new laptop. Did you know that? I don't know if you do that did or not. You, did you say with your mouth? <laughs> do you have a trouble with your mouth? 
Bruce Watts. Oh, wait, am I switching the story? Says one of the brothers was taken to the hospital, the other to jail after Friday's explosion of the Wichita Eagle. Reporter said the injured 27-year-old brother is in serious but stable condition with second-degree burns on his hands, arms, and chest. Watts says the explosion happened after one of the brothers went to the kitchen to refuel (laughs) the butane torches they planned to use to light their bongs. The brothers emptied a couple large cans of butane lighter fluid. Leaking butane into the air. <laughs> Eventually, butane vapor reached the pilot light of the furnace, causing the blast. <laughs> Next story, John. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you know this, John, but I in know. Florida, Probably not. there are violent people, naked people, people who poop, and people who <laughs> masturbate in public. But rarely, order. but rarely is one man the total package. Until well, last week, that is. He's a naked, That's poop, right. and masturbating face-eater. Tony and LaDonna Land discovered naked carnival worker Gregory Matthew Broody <laughs> on their roof. The night had just begun. Was he related to Cousin Eddie? Bruni, 21, allegedly assaulted Tony Land. Trashed the couple's North Fort Myers home and then <laughs> defecated and masturbated inside oh, the house. Like the lands told police they were in their bedroom at 7 p.m. when they heard a noise that sounded like thunder. According to Fox 4, Tony went outside and says he saw Bruni on top of the roof completely naked. Bruni allegedly jumped down on top of land, then knocked him over by hitting him in the shoulder. The land say Bruni ran into the house, pulled the brig screen TV off the wall, <laughs> the brig screen, and, and spilled the contents of a vacuum onto the floor. Around this time, LaDonna grabbed a gun and began firing at the nude intruder. She missed, and the couple called 911. I don't know who the hell he is. <laughs> He's naked, and he ran into my damn house. Tony can be heard <laughs> recording. The lands told authorities that after shots were fired, Bruni began whacking them all in their living room before heading into their son's bedroom to rub some clothing on his face. When deputies arrived, they attempted to control Bruni, who they said was wildly flailing around and speaking nonsensically. They also discovered that Bruni had defecated on the floor in two spots within the home. At some point during the ruckus, investigators say Bruni sucked up the contents of the vacuum, then spit it back out. Bruni was taken into custody and transported to the hospital for evaluation, where doctors reportedly told deputies they planned to conduct tests to determine what Bruni was on. Bruni has been charged with criminal mischief, battery, occupied burglary, and resisting arrest without violence. Next story, John. <laughs> Is everything all right in there, John? <laughs> A large crowd. <laughs> this story is out of Denmark, John. Denmark. <laughs> You're a dim teacher. A patient broke wind while having surgery and set fire to his genitalia. The 30-year-old man was having a mole removed from his bottom with an electric knife when his attack of inflatulage was ignited by a spark. His genitals, which were soaked in surgical spirits, caught fire. 
The man who is suing the hospital <laughs> said, What? When I woke up, my penis and my scrotum were burning like a hell. Besides the pain, I can have a sex. I cannot have a sex with my wife. Surgeons at the hospital in Chillerups said, It was an unfortunate accident. <laughs> Next story's on. I can find the next story. Give me a moment. Next story. Waiting for the internets. <laughs> That's out of sight. Two men are jailed for looking gay after ordering Bailey's Irish cream. <laughs> cream. Queen. Are acquitted. Was that the same as... <laughs> Do you have... <laughs> Hey, I'll have a, a Maker's Mark and Coke. I'll have a Maker's Mark and Diet. Do you have caffeine free? <laughs> All right, John, inside joke. Only no. three people in the world know. No. <laughs> Moving on. Excuse me. <laughs> Do you have caffeine free? <laughs> I didn't know Popeye was in this joke. A Cameroon court has overturned the conviction of two men who were sentenced for five years in what? prison. A Cameroon court, John. Cameroon court. Some Cameroon court. <laughs> a Cameroon court has overturned the conviction of two men who were sentenced for five years in prison for looking gay and ordering Bailey's Irish cream. A court of appeals Monday acquitted the men and ordered their release. The two men had already spent more than a year in jail when they were subjected to abuse from guards and other prisoners, according to human rights advocates. The new ruling has been hailed by human rights lawyers and gay rights advocates who urged President Paul Baya to release all other prisoners found guilty under the country's harsh anti-gay laws. Of ordering Irish cream. A Cameroon court upheld a five-year sentence of another man, Roger Jean-Claude Madabudi, who was convicted of sending a test message. A text message that said, I love you to another man. Oh, my God. I'm going to throw up. So Cameroon's got some shit to take care of, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> or push in, you stool. <laughs> well, that's a good one, John. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is Next Night Last Story, John. All right. <laughs> Courtney Sue Resky, John. Have you heard her name? Courtney Sue Resky. <laughs> Not lately. She's no. an Idaho mom who allegedly, <laughs> allegedly gave minors alcohol and had sex with them. Whoa, excellent. A mother of Cuna, <laughs> Idaho, is accused of having sex with four 14-year-old boys. She allegedly met through her eldest child. After they learned the 35-year-old had given alcohol to and engaged in sex act with several of her children's underage friends and acquaintances from her suburban home. Authorities say the encounters began at the start of the school year. Resky's two young children, aged 5 and 10, were home during at least one encounter. Resky is being charged with two counts of felony injury to a child and two counts of lewd felony conduct with a child under 16. We have confirmed four victims, and there are potentially others. 
Fisher told the Idaho statesman that the investigation is ongoing and that Reske will likely face more charges. Her attorney's request that Reske be allowed to leave jail without posting bond was denied. Last week, John, I don't know if you know this, but an Oregon mother of three was charged with a sex crime after allegedly soliciting sex from teenage boys. <laughs> That's the news. Oh, my God. I'm Bill McCracken and Whitcomb. Total talk nonsense. All right, thanks for coming, man. Great to be back. <laughs> see, it's good to be back on the channel. Right. See you later, man. I can't wait till next week. All right, bye bye. Later. <laughs> All right, he's in. He's out. Sesk. <laughs> Sesk. <laughs> Sesk. <laughs> oh my God, damn! <coughs> it's good times with Bill's around, man. Yeah, well, he's passionate about yeah, the news. He you sure can tell is. that. <laughs> Irish Queen. <laughs> All right, Scott, you know what that sound is, right? I do know what that sound That's is. It's the end. The end of the show. All good things must come to an That's end, right. John. That's right. That's right. That is right. All right, then. 270 in the can. We got 271 coming up. Hey, before 271, you got a gig, right? Saturday at Arlington Track. Yeah. What oh, do I, I got going to, on? I forgot to mention something. Yeah. What is it? Uh, let me bring this down. Let me bring it down. Let me bring it down. We'll start that over in a second. Uh, one of our listeners, Chuck. 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 Um, last, last week, uh, we did the show. We talked about the, um, the bourbon that I had at his place, he suggested he, uh, uh, I asked him, you know, what it was, and, um, I, uh, what was it? Spit uh, it out, man. What's the name of the bourbon I got you? So, something rare, oh, Eagle, uh, Eagle uh, yeah. Rare. Eagle Rare, yeah. Mm-hmm. Eagle Rare, and, uh, he said, hey, man, I just listened to the new TTN podcast. I'm glad that the Eagle Rare was such a hit. I was thinking it would be fun to do an on-the-air, so to speak, whiskey tasting. I've got a bunch of interesting and unusual whiskeys that I'm sure you and your listeners would like to learn about. Let me know when you guys are going to record, and I'll bring out the booze. (laughs) That sounds like we need to invite Marty. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And it sounds like we need to do that like on a Saturday night so that we can recover from our hangovers on Sunday. Uh, You know, Phil would probably come out. And Chuck is a very good musician. He plays guitar, bass, and all those things. So maybe we can work out a jam session. Chuck turned me on to rye. That's right. Rye. Rye. I didn't even know rye existed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Did you have crack open the rare, uh, the Eagle Rare yet? I did, yes. Yeah. Yes, of course. Good stuff, of course. Huh? Yes. And we've been drinking Knob Creek tonight. I haven't had, I have been waiting months to open up that bottle. I bought it for... Um, 2013. Yeah, well, I bought it for the podcast that was supposed to happen after the 22nd, <laughs> which never did, uh, for the Christmas special that never happened. Uh, it was kind of a pseudo, I don't know what it ended up being. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, that's been sitting upstairs waiting for you, Scott. It's out of sight. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, that's it then. Two seventy. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that. Uh, get that in that Chuck. John's Chuck. got a gig. Yeah, I got two basketball games. And yeah. uh, what else? We got anything else going on? I don't know. I don't think so. 
Me neither. Well, if we do, we'll tell you next week. Yeah, we'll tell you then. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely, John. Absolutely. That's right. That's it for this week. I'm John. And I'm Scott. Say goodnight, Scott. Goodnight, Scott. Listening to John and Scott. A total talk nonsense.